today on the program. Now that is not a handsome horse. It's Bone Tomahawk. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I'm your host, Nick. Joining me, as always, are the throat horns to my troglodyte, Los and Brandon. Does uh, anybody know how to spell troglodytes? <laughs> the telegram. With a telegram. For the telegram. For the telegram. Yes. Yeah, troglodytes. Yeah, right? I think if you guys translate what he just said, that was... He spelled out troglodytes? Troglodytes. Pretty sure I did. I don't have to go back to maximum overdrive because they communicate with the vehicles vis-a-vis Morse code in that movie. Feed us. Right. I think that's what it was. And that's right before... The super action-packed scene of Emilio Estevez filling up gas tanks. Yeah. That's how exciting that movie gets. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's yeah. a rocket launcher. I guess, yeah. but I just wish you were like wiping sweat from his brow and he's got blisters on his hands. He's like, oh my God. I'm like, dude, you're standing at a gas pump. Fucking yeah. calm down. Never fought no Kumite. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> <laughs> never fought no damn Kumite. Bricks never hit back. All right, so today we are talking about <laughs> Bone Tomahawk from 2015, uh, written and directed by S. Craig Zoller. Yes. S. Craig Zoller. Uh, Craig Zoller. Uh, I went to high school with him, and he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Wrong guy. I'm thinking oh, of a different okay. guy. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, I only know three of his movies. And uh, I've only seen two, but I'm aware of three. But he writes and directs all of them. Like, that's his jam. Apparently, he also kind of wrote some novels. Like, he, uh, so he's been, he's been a writer of things before he started doing movies. Um, it's but, pretty vain of him to, like, write and direct your own movies. So I get it. Maybe, you I mean, know, people what, do that. Cameron, once in a while, you can do that. it. Burton does that. Sometimes you do it, but Spielberg then other times, that. you know, what? You're, you're too good to uh, write something and just let it be directed by someone else? You too good for that? If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Sometimes that's what it is, right? (laughs) He had his vision, and his vision is fucking twisted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to say Uh, Because we got two of his movies in the rewatch. I have yet to see the third, but the second one, pretty fucking twisted also. That's his his jam. I don't like the name of this movie. Bone Tomahawk? It's stupid, for one. Uh, I mean, it's cool, right? It's but well, it's I mean, what are, you deal, what are they dealing with by the end of the movie? I get what they're dealing with, but it's got nothing. It's got something to do with the with the plot, but nothing to do with the uh, the, the story, really. Eh, yeah, called, I guess, but I, it's probably more of a grab your attention name, like Bone Tomahawk. What the fuck? That had to be what they were. And then all you for. see on the cover, like the poster, is just beautiful Kurt Russell's old man beard face. I mean, that dude has aged gracefully, but that's it. Just a big Kurt Russell face and bone tomahawks. Like, wait. Because uh, I saw this in the $5 bin at Walmart, and I was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> Got my phone out and did a quick IMDb search. It's like 6.7 or, you know, or it was like close to 7 at the time. And I was like, so it's a legit movie. Kurt Russell, 
what the fuck? So I bought it five bucks, you know, that's worth it. And then it was just like, by the end of it. Um, it Anyway, on IMDb, it shows that S. Craig Zoller here has more than three credits. But when you're like, you know, because it gives you the list like acting, writing, directing, blah, blah, blah. And when you click on one, like his directing, I think he has five credits. But when you click on it, it only shows us three movies. So I don't know if maybe I'm IMDb-ing wrong, but it claims that he has more directing credits, but then only shows it's this uh, movie called Brawl in Cell Block 99, which is a prison movie with Vince Vaughn, and then another one called Dragged Across Concrete with Mel Gibson. And I have that's the one I have not seen, but I hope that in that movie, Mel Gibson is the one who gets dragged across concrete, because then I would watch it. <laughs> Not a big fan, huh? Uh, I used to be. I used to be until he got repeatedly arrested with his drunken anti-Semitic remarks and offensive shit. You will suck it and smile. His fucking shitty things he's saying to women, and yeah, he's he's uh he's an anti-Semitic kind of misogynistic pile of shit. So who can disagree with that? You know, it sucks because I enjoy Lethal Weapon movies. I liked Mad Max movies. I liked some Mel Gibson shit, but. Anyway, that was old Mel Gibson, I guess. Come come two thousands, we added the new Mel Gibson, <laughs> uh, and he just went crazy. In fact, when people would visit me in L.A., I knew the bar. It was like on the PCH, you know. Uh, I think it was called Blue Moon, and so I would drive by and be like, "Hey, that's the bar. That this is right where Mel Gibson got pulled over and called that cop sugar tits, right here. This is the very spot." <laughs> Was that from him? <laughs> that's your boy right there. That's Mel Gibson getting arrested? No, it's not him, but oh. that's what his famous phone call to uh, Asanka or whatever her name was. Oh. Was... <laughs> Smile. I hate someone who fucking treats me like a man, like a human being, with kindness, who understands what gratitude is because I fucking bend over backwards with my balls in a knot to do wow. it she gives me shit. Like have you never heard I have never heard this. <laughs> These are like famous. Yeah, like well, she recorded him and then like sold it to us. Uh, well, yeah, because fuck that guy. I mean, Jesus Christ, you're tra- yelling, yelling at someone else about kindness and gratitude, and you're going like that, and that's not how. Imagine this works, how buddy. angry he is to be like, I'm sure yelling he, on the phone, he was like fucking wasted, man. What he the was, fuck is wrong with you? He was like Hasselhoff with a cheeseburger drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Hasselhoff is all like just chilling. Dude, that cheeseburger video was fucking great. Oh, Melly's pissed off. Mel just gets. <laughs> All right, all right. So, okay, yeah, anyway, let's hope he's the one that gets titularly dragged across concrete. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet, but eventually I'm sure I will. Anyway, so back to this. You don't have any fucking friends except me. All right. I don't think she even has <laughs> him as a friend. That's enough of the Mel Gibson call. We, <laughs> um, so this is, anyway, this is Craig's first picture. This is his first motion picture, right? First anything. like Nice. Uh, and somehow he got to write and direct it, and he got a pretty good budget, and he landed a huge fucking cast for being a complete unknown. So we get Kurt Russell, as I mentioned. Motherfucking Kurt Russell is back. We get Patrick Wilson, who's first on the show in the A-Team. He's back. What did he do on the A-Team? He A-team? was the, the CIA agent. Agent. Uh, oh, he was that those other guys? Uh, no, no, no. What do they always call him? Agent 
and it wasn't Agent Smith. That's what Atrix. But because then at the very end of the movie, it was John Hamm who comes in. And is like, yeah, oh I'm, yeah, what I'm was, Agent. What was the name of those Agent guys? Johns or whatever. Remember, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I knew one of those back in. Liam Neeson is the All American. I knew one of them back in Vietnam or whatever. I'm Irish. <laughs> Uh, also, sorry, side note of, of Liam Neeson. I don't know how I've missed this, but there's a whole thread of pictures going over like the past 10 years of Liam Neeson just walking around the street, pissing his pants. What? Tell me more. Just a whole, you can like Google it, search Liam Neeson pissing his pants. And then like all sorts of pictures, him just walking around or even posing for pictures with people with a giant wet spot in his crotch. And it's like, at first you want to give, maybe he spilled a drink or something, but there are, I think I saw at least 15 of them. And it's like, dude, okay, you, you're not spilling drinks at that point. You're just walking around pissing yourself and posing for pictures. Even like he's not even aware of him pissing his own pants. So Liam Neeson pees his pants. He's That's just, right. He's just a good old fashioned drunk. Well, he's Irish, so that goes with the territory, doesn't it? I had too many guys. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Yeah. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Yeah, skills sure. that make me a nightmare for people like you. Right. Imagine him doing that with his you pants. You make a nightmare for people like me and my couch if you try to sit on him with those fucking piss pants. I was quite gungeon. <laughs> I'm in, I have a particular set of skills. Yeah, drinking one too many Guinness and pissing yourself, Liam Neeson. There's your set of skills, buddy. <laughs> if you let my daughter go now. Well, you your do. daughter's gone. She got tired of dealing with you and went home. All right. So anyway, so Patrick Wilson's back. Uh, Matthew Fox from Lost has a huge role in this. We get Richard Jenkins is the he's from Cabin in the Woods. Which is, have you guys seen Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Holy shit, that movie's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, don't, not in the rewatch yet, but it is on the wish list. Is on the wish list. So if you haven't, want to send it to the That's show. Right. Uh, P.O. Box. Just send in. Tweet us how tweet us? to say. The, the opening word in Morse code. Oh, yeah. How to spell troglodyte in Morse code. Yeah. Troglodytes. Um, also, so Richard Jenkins is Cabin in the Woods stepbrothers. We also get David Arquette, formerly of Courtney Cox. That's right. And Sean Young makes an appearance back from Blade Runner and Ace Ventura. And, and hard one to catch, but Mr. Strickland from Mr. Back to the Future, Mr. Strickland. The really? principal, mm-hmm. the hard-ass principal, the actor James Tolkien is in here. What did he play? He's the piano player. Oh, yeah, you can barely see. It's very dark. You don't dark. Really get to see you him. He has get a very, his face, very but... small part. Uh, but, I mean, all of these people for a guy that nobody's ever fucking heard of. It's crazy. Uh, so there, there were no known production company logos to talk about here. We get something called, called Fizz Facility, whatever that is. Fizz Facility, F-Y-Z-Z. That's the, the production That's, I guess, company? the production company. It came up a few times. But we don't get any universal logos or anything like that to discuss about. So I guess we'll just, we'll just hop on into this. We took pride in our production company logos, and I won't stand for this. There we go. Uh, there wasn't even... He just walked out. What? A movie with hot production company logos fucking somehow flips over the theater seat. <laughs> <laughs> It's bolted down, flips that over, throws his popcorn at his kids, and walks out. I'll be in the car, goddamn it! Bring your popcorn with you, fucking kids! Not gonna spend ten dollars on popcorn. Bo Tama hack movies or whatever. Fucking shit! Mumbles his way up the aisle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so our opening shot—it's like a guy sleeping. Right, we're looking straight down at this guy's face. He just looks like he's peacefully sleeping on the desert floor, right? Or not desert necessarily, but wild west. Wild. 
And then all of a sudden his fucking throat gets cut. But not like a nice clean cut. No, this knife is dull. It's probably a butter knife or something. Because it's like a hack. You know, like when you're, when you're trying to cut through raw turkey or something. It's fucking gruesome. And this is the opening of our movie is like this almost tearing across this guy's throat. And it pans up and it's David Arquette doing it. Now, now, now. here's my first problem. I am not buying that David Arquette's going to do this. Because David Arquette, what, he played a shitty comic relief vampire in, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wasn't even believable at that. He was the idiot in Scream. Hardly believable at that. Somehow during that, the greatest trick devil David Arquette ever pulled was convincing Courtney Cox that he's husband material because she even <laughs> went so far as to be Courtney Cox Arquette. He even got her to change the last name for a while before she wised up and dumped his dumb ass. But he's, he's like just the... The idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm David Arquette. <laughs> uh, he's not fucking. He's, well, he's always played throat. under the radar. He's never yeah. like, tried to go for. Well, you think this is him, like lead actor I'm material? Gonna, I'm gonna fucking. St- I'm gonna show that I can be edgy, but it doesn't work because as soon as I was like, "Oh my god, holy fuck!" Does, oh, David Arquette, nah, and just right out like. I don't know if right you ever up. watched. Uh, my name is Earl. He played Sweet Johnny. Is he a badass? Well, he was a guy that literally was stuck. He was doing a Groundhog's Day where his he got an injury in 1990-something. Uh, like he had a memory issue and thought it was the same And day. now it's always the same day for him so every single day. So he's pulling a 51st dates. He's pulling a Groundhog's Day. No. Yeah. It's a Groundhog's Day situation. Well, Groundhog's Day, actually, well, in his head. That's why it's a 51st dates. is what I'm saying. Because okay. in her head, it was the same day every day. That's based on... Groundhog's Day, you understand? <laughs> Except that actually, that's an argument for when we get. to And Groundhog I like, Day. I think I like him. I've always enjoyed him. He's in no, Airheads. He's, he's yeah, funny. he's fine. He's funny, but I just ain't gonna buy him as a type of guy that's gonna ruthlessly hack a throat open. Is he what was, I'm saying. He was a professional wrestler at one point. David Arquette. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he, he I think he I, did some WCW stuff. Uh, his he has was a wrestling that, movie. We can't wrestle. No, is that what was... WCW stood for? <laughs> we can't wrestle. <laughs> we can't wrestle. It was like those backyard wrestling videos you could order from their t- late night TV hotline. I think he was more of a personality instead of like an actual wrestler. I, oh, he was like the, the hype man? Yeah, he would go on, but I think he would throw in some moves every once in a while. He was the guy that like come in with a chair and then run away really fast. Probably, that, se- yeah. that seems Arquette style. <laughs> yeah, hit under the, <laughs> hit under oh, the, the fuck and Let Stone Cold throw beer at people and stun them all. Ooh, yeah, Stone Cold. Man, you knew when that you heard that glass shatter. You knew. You, oh, <laughs> I don't and know. Then looking back, you he always you know would uh, open oh, yeah. up the beers, but he would would never, oh, drink, never drink them. He just, he pours, just them. pours them all over yeah. himself, and then throws them in the crowd. They're still half full, and he throws them. It probably hurt somebody. Ow, that's my face, you dick. Ow. Johnny, no. Yeah, <laughs> little kids trying to pick yeah. it up. It's so cold, beer. Oh my god. <laughs> we're never going to this place again. <clears throat> fucking mom tries to stop him from picking up the beer off the floor and he gives her to the stunner. <laughs> Fuck you, mom! Boom! Can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> Flips her the bird. <laughs> this is awesome! <laughs> so, Tell them all my friends at school! <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, hey, is that David Arquette? Is that... <laughs> Fuck that guy! Let's go get my stunner! You should. Well, obviously from New York. Yeah, just apparently. kids from New York. Just little kids from New York. No big problem. I need some gabagool. Got some bagels, <laughs> some locks. I like some smear. You know, talk about a smear. I'm gonna smear your ass all over this mat. What are you, David Arquette, from this movie <laughs> that we're watching? 
I'm going to kick your ass like you, David Arquette, bitch. Slice my bagel like David Arquette sliced that guy's throat. <laughs> there it is. Okay. On that note, so he hacks a dude's throat open, and then the screen pulls back, and we see two other bodies. So he's gotten to two people before he gets to this one. And we see his cohort. His cohort. I don't know why I use that word, but it's Buddy, played by Sid Haig. That guy from uh, Lound of a Thousand Core. All the Rob he's Zombie all clicks. the Rob Zombie movies. Uh, I mean, he's been in hundreds of stuff. Any kind of creepy B-horror movie thing, I think he's been in, at least for the past 30 years. But oh, Most yeah. notably as the like the clownish guy from the Rob Zombie movies. He also won second place in most fucked up face for an actor. Oh, did he? Yeah, he came in uh, runner-up to uh, J- Edward James Almost. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. There it is, everybody. It's true, though. There I mean, if you look a picture at him, he's like... He's got. J- a- he's uh, he's more wrinkly than Danny Trejo, who's in uh, third place, by the way, for ugliest face. <laughs> yeah, but Danny Trejo, like, is goddamn... He's got to be getting near 90. He's definitely... He, he's hovering around Hey, Black Dog Cracky! I'm Danny Trejo. But I go mean, meet one of my tacos. Oh man, he's awesome. He Danny Trejo on Twitter is an absolute delight. He talks about his tacos and he's always sharing his face like super awfully photoshopped onto things. Like for Christmas, it was him as Santa, and so he's just like the most wholesome, fun thing. Yeah. It's great. He's, he's uh, living a 76. good life. Seventy six. Hey, right. I'm seventy six. Eh, I feel That's good. Good for seventy six. That probably means we're not ever going to get that third Machete movie. He's got a body us. of a forty year old, but the face of a ninety year old. He's lived a hard life, man. He he did fucking hard time. He was in federal pound me in the ass prison, dude. I know, and he worked his way up and out of there. And, and now he's that. a famous. Now, he is. now he makes tacos and bad food. Now he's got a food truck. <laughs> Now he's got a food truck. He worked all the way up to food truck. That's a, that's actually an easy thing for a good accomplishment for someone that is a felon, you know? Like how get they a food can truck. get yeah, they can work their way up and yeah. no one's going to hire you. Well, you get a food truck. That's right. You you work hard on it and then you sell some he, tortillas. Uh, I think he got his acting break cuz he studied boxing and so he like as soon as he got out of prison i i was wanting to say san quentin i don't know if he was in quentin which one he was in but he was like a con- boxing consultant he, he on was movies a consultant on a movie and they realized that he was just better than the guy that was supposed to play the bad guy in the movie so they just used him instead and then also i think he's distantly related to robert rodriguez which is why he's in every single thing robert rodriguez touches that doesn't hurt but he's definitely earned it like i don't think he was ever given a handout because danny trejo's awesome so was Danny Trejo in any of the Mandalorian? I think uh, Rodriguez. He's, if not, he's the only person who's not in the Mandalorian at this point, right? Isn't everybody got at least a dude? There's so many people in it. They're dude. just popping up in there. You got that Strangers with Canny woman. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. I can't ever see her even with normal. All I see is that weird fucked up face she made for Strangers with Candy. That show annoyed me. With all the cheeks and yeah, the, and the weird yeah. overbite thing she was doing. Oh, so weird. Um, then you have Bill Burr. He's in that. Bill Burt, that's right. And Gina Car- Carano, is that how you say it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know her name. Uh, she was a UFC fighter. That oh, yeah. She yeah she's a- definitely in it. And Carl Weathers, of course. <laughs> you got yourself a stew. You got yourself a stew. What's that, a little baby Yoda? Put that. Put, <laughs> Throw don't that waste baby. that. Bring it over here. <laughs> Throw that baby Yoda in a pot of water. You got a stew going. You got yourself a, <laughs> a stew you got going. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, just wait till we get to the mm, Rocky movies. A stew you Because he's in... Four of them. Um, so anyway, back to this. Yes, Rob Haig. Uh, Sid Haig. Sorry, Sid Haig from all the Rob Zombie movies. Uh, all right, so they're like, they're trying to take... Some, these people don't have anything. They got, they got books. 
we'll shake the books, see if there's any money in the books. He's like, we'll be in the table of contents. Yeah, that was pretty much the reaction that Buddy gave him, too. He's like, are you, was that a joke? Are you fucking serious right now? Yeah. Uh, so a shot goes off, and they realize wow. that he didn't cut one of the guys deep enough. So uh, Sid, I guess Buddy, jumps down and finishes him off, and he's like, you didn't cut deep enough. There are 16 major veins in the neck. You got to cut through them all. Jesus. It's fucking brutal. Uh, so we hear ho- horses approach, and they're like, even the dead could have heard that shot or something, right? Like, well, did you hear how why he knew that? Oh, his, his what was his cousin was a... My cousin had a friend that was a medical doctor. Said, yeah, <laughs> said yeah. he was a medical doctor. I'm inclined <clears throat> to believe him. <laughs> I mean, at that time, how, why not? Yeah, not a lot of lying going on, I guess. I, I, or a whole lot of lying, <laughs> but you couldn't exactly tweet back and go, hey, show your proof. Quote... Quote, t- quote tweet a fact or whatever. Like, you can't fact check people. You just, I, I don't know better. I can't claim that there aren't 16 veins in the human neck. So, makes sense. All I know is you didn't cut deep enough. Now, this guy took a shot. Now, other people hear it and they're coming. They can hear the, the horses approaching. And, uh, and we hear an ominous horn. So we have the subtitles on at our house and it even says eerie sound. It says, no, the first one was ominous horn. It's ominous. This is not the time for womanly imaginings. (laughs) Womanly imaginings. No, you fucking idiot. Um, So they come across this thing. It looks, it's like a bunch of rocks placed in a nice little kind of circular crosshair pattern. Almost looks like a pentagram in a way, but a couple lines missing. And then like it's a circle, but there's like a kind of half circle around it or extra arcs. I mean, it's a. It's, I don't think it's a completed thing, but it's, they're like, it's a burial ground uh, yeah. or something. Something. And uh, we hear the horn again. <laughs> exactly. That, 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 that was actually a clip from the movie. That's- well, it actually sounds like if you ever watched Lost, and it sounds like that sort of siren horn screech that you would hear uh, I never on actually the did watch Lost. Oh, well, it sounds just like this. It's that. that <laughs> All right. A little creepy. Okay. I, I didn't ever, like, I'd walk through the room. I had a roommate who was really into it, and I'd walk through the room every once in a while and be like, oh, that guy's in a bunker for some reason. Okay. Lawson is, like, one of the greatest this? shows of but our it generation. it just kind of ended it. Like, wasn't it, it no. never actually explained anything. It, yeah, it explained a lot of stuff. There was some, a lot, a lot of stuff. I would just watch it, and you'll you'll Maybe follow Maybe I'll up. have to watch it. See if I'm still lost. Ah! Oh. No. All right, come on. <laughs> you guys, just... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Right, so oh, bro, you're so good. This but this guy, man. Mom. <laughs> they're at this burial ground. Fuck you both, by the way. And uh, they hear something, so Buddy, like, fires at it off to the side of this, this stone hedge, I guess. Or not stone hedge, because they're not, like, built upright. They're just laid on the ground. Uh, but he gets shot with some arrows, and we see uh, Purvis takes off. Purvis, David Arquette. Just fucking takes off running now that they're under attack, right? Like, fuck my friend. I'm the fuck up out of here. Yeah. And as he runs off, you see, like, these shadowy figures. Like, they're they're ripping Buddy limb from limb. Like, one of them takes his arm fucking clean off. It's so crazy. That comes right away. It just, yeah. The, the arrow that, like, gets him right in the throat or just something, th- pulls it out. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, so that's the opening of our movie is... Throat slice, stabbing, talking about veins in the neck, arrow shot, dismemberment. 
Yes. If there was then gonna, it said bone tema. Yeah, and then and then title card. Yeah. That's our cold open. I mean, you're like, okay, what the fuck are we watching? Nick, what did you get us into this time, you son of a bitch? So I read eleven days earlier when I was uh watching this last night. And uh, I was okay, eleven, 11 days, days later. I'm like, oh, here we go again with the fucking give us some give us a taste of what's going on, then let's go back. Mm-hmm. Just tell me the story from where it begins, please, sometimes. But this said 11 days later. Now I'm looking at 11, like, 11 days, days later. later. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. eventually you do. Ca- I got caught up. I'm like, did it? Why did it say 11 days earlier? Yeah, that doesn't make. So any I was sense. waiting for <laughs> I was waiting for Arquette to come back the whole time, and he's, he's got a fate. Yeah. So a feasty fate. Yeah. So we come by the little sign that says Bright Hope, nice little western frontier town, right? Basically one main street, uh, dirt street with the saloon and the sheriff and a couple of shops and whatever like your standard old little town we meet patrick wilson he's arthur sitting there with a broken leg and his wife is like giving him shit uh she's kind of pissed off that he he broke his leg because he was roofing during a storm and this he mentioned something about the beeves not that's not that's the nickname for beaver from leave it to beaver but they're not talking about Leave It to Beaver because that doesn't exist yet. They just talk about the beeves. What are the, the who are the beeves? The beeves are the the employees. I'm guessing they're sort of like, uh, I would say a, the illegal help, mm. because it, here in a bit they talk about how they ride, ride them off. <laughs> but whether they're the illegal help or not, they're the the workers are the beeves. Um, so yeah, you're, you fucked up and now you're, you're not out there making money, you know, you you son of a bitch. But then she's like, it's not so bad being stuck here with me, is it? And he goes, no, it's not all bad. Not just cause you're prettier than most cows. Most? Well, you never seen Jesse. Oh, you. It's like, you just, I mean, I know you're trying to be funny, but you, Kind of just called your wife a cow, dude. You got a broken leg. You got to watch it with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're weakened, buddy. You have no no need to to, to call more. Uh, you know, don't bro, don't bring more on than you can handle. Um. So anyway, that's their friendly uh, married banter. Make out Aww. a little bit, right? Uh, that's her. Her name's Samantha, and I don't know that we get that until way later. Maybe it's right here, but her name's Samantha anyway. So now, we don't get that until they're looking for somebody. Until they're looking for her? Yeah. Maybe not. But now it goes to uh, Purvis, David Arquette. It's like burying some shit, putting the dirt back down, right? We don't know this guy's name until. We don't. Like, uh, it's just David Arquette. Until like almost the very end. And uh, it was like a split second we hit to hear it. Yeah, because <laughs> a split second. <laughs> you uh, may have foreshadowed. Oh, oh, shit. All right. All right. Uh, so we go into the local bar, right? And it's completely quiet. There's like the guy, the, the, I don't know what you call him, the bar, not the bartender, the bar back. I'm trying to go. Bar back. The general janitor type guy and the bartender and then a dude to sleep at the piano, right? And they're just like, why is it so quiet? Well, you know, it's, it's work season. So all the able-bodied men are out of town, nothing left but women and children and, uh, I, I don't remember his fucking... Oh, they rode the beeves out yesterday, is what he said. Rode the beeves out, so all able-bodied men are gone. So, I guess, 
beeves are just dudes, workers. The beavers. So this is how we know the beavers. They, the beaver, they, yeah, they, leave it, leave it to beaver. They rode the beeves out yesterday. You don't know about leave it to beaver? No. Tell me the, more. The show Leave It to Beaver. Love Tell that show. Mo- Tell kid, me more, the, Grandpa Ryder. The kid was named Beaver. Okay. Well, he wasn't actually. That was the nickname that they had. And I mean, it was just full of jokes like, oh, you were real hard on the beaver last night. <laughs> when, you know, it was all sorts of little uh, innuendos. Was that on purpose? I don't know, because it was 60s TV. So I don't know that they were even allowed to make innuendos, but they had a show named after a character named Beaver, but they called him Beeves. That's gross. That's all I thought of when they kept saying Beeves at the beginning of this. It's like, what the fuck does this little kid from the 60s have to do with this frontier town? But So this sets up for us what this does. Shows us that there's nobody left in town. That's why uh, the end of the movie goes as it does, because we can't get a posse together. It's okay. all... Yeah. So... Nothing less but wives, kids, and dead-enders. That's what he says. So then we get Britter, played by Matthew Fox, comes sauntering in. It's like, man, pretty quiet in here. It's like, well, you can go fucking make that dude play a goddamn song on the piano. So he, he gets a drink, and he goes over to the piano, and the sign's like, three cents for a song. Is this? Yeah, here we Pardon go. Pardon me. Good evening. If one song costs three cents, why do three songs cost a dime? That's the rate. Shouldn't the price per song get cheaper when more are commissioned? Well, I get tired after two, so... Slacker. The third cost extra. The four songs cost a dollar. Buy a song or depart. (laughs) The four (laughs) songs cost a dollar. So that there, that tired voice is Principal Strickland from Back to the Future. Slacker! Slacker! And now he's the slacker. Who would have saw that coming? Uh, so, uh, Bruder drops a coin into the tin can. He's like, oh, I know Lady Liberty when I hear it. And he says that to play, but... <laughs> I know, I can hear a dime when it's dropped. Yeah, it, tell he me. says Lady Liberty, but the thing is, Liberty was a nickel. Yeah. A dime had something different on it, so he uh, he said the wrong thing, I guess. But if it really was a Liberty coin, that was a nickel. So he bought a song and a half. Anyway, he has the sign with the prices on it that he turns around, and then on the back of it was like, buy me a drink. Like, I'll have a whiskey. He's like, okay, now I got to buy you a fucking drink, too? Jesus Christ! What a racket! Slacker. And they called it a pianoforte. Is that what a uh, piano was called back then? Or why, I mean, what's with the forte? Forte just means loud. Loud, right? So I guess he only plays loud, usually because he's fucking lit, I'm sure. Pianoforte. I don't know. I did not catch that they called it that. I just know they had a fucking drunk-ass, passed-out piano player who was scheming. So, all right. we get uh, Now we introduce Kurt Russell, right? The hero, the star, the blue eyes himself, Kurt Russell, plays Sheriff Hunt. And he's cooking in a teapot on top of his heating stove in the the jail. As they would. At the... well, I guess it was just a jail. Yeah. And and uh Richard Jenkins, the stepbrother's dad, comes in. He's chicory. And he's talking about how he was out for a ramble. I was out for a ramble when oh, that tea smells disgusting. It's soup. <laughs> oh, well then can I have some? <laughs> it smells great now that I know it's not tea. Fucking idiot. <laughs> and he is a fucking idiot. He is not an intelligent man. I think he is slow. 
and that becomes the comic relief for the whole movie. And uh, there are times where I think he's doing it on purpose, just kind of, well, we're fucked. We're in a real damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. So it's the gotta, official kinda, opinion the, of the deputy, the, the the gallows humor, if you will. Yeah, the official, uh, the backup deputy, the backup deputy. Yeah, excuse he's the me, the backup deputy. I know where my place is, but this is my official opinion. The official opinion of the backup deputy is that, uh, yeah. So he says that a lot. But he said, uh, so he gets a cup of soup. He's like, I don't, and, and Kurt Russell's like, I don't have any spoons. Can you drink this without burning your mouth? And he's like, I'll try. Okay, you fucking idiot again. He goes, I like so, challenges. I like challenges, yeah. So he's saying, he's out for his ramble. Or actually, Kurt Russell has to prompt him, like, okay, so about your ramble? Oh, right, right, right. I was out for a ramble, and I, I was going to put flowers on my wife's grave. And I, and I see this fella. Well, this tastes like corn. Yeah, it's corn chowder. Oh, well. Things are lining up then. <laughs> oh, God. So about this fucking fella. Oh, right. So I took the long way around because, you know, why not? And I see this fella burying something. He puts on clothes and he buries his luggage and he heads into town. Now, it's the opinion of the backup deputy that that's mighty suspicious. And you can almost see Kurt Russell ponder, I either listen to you talk like a fucking fool, or let's go look into this. So let's go look into this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's at the Learned Goat, which is the name of their local saloon, right? Which is awesome. The Learned Goat. I don't know what the fuck it means, but I love it. The Learned Goat. And he's like, well, let's go take a survey. All right, so... After that, it cuts to you just hear a bunch of moans and the bed frame shaking and all this. We got some fucking happening. Some good old fucking. Right. Good old 18. I thought you were going to play it, but. I'm trying to cue it up I'm right now. trying to cue it up. So Arthur's wife is riding him, you know, because of the, the leg and all. She's, she's taken over. Doing some straight uh 1886 uh, some 1890s cowgirl which is probably for bode cuz i'm still i'm sure in the 1890s it was still missionary only probably still threw a hole in the sheet <laughs> like they didn't allow no cowgirl doggies right out how's your tibia yeah how's tibia? your tibia right now. <laughs> i'm not thinking about tibias right now it's like this doesn't feel right this is not the way the lord would want us to do this yeah stop So right, wife, everybody. Not safe for work, yeah, by the way. Samantha is played by the actor here is Lily Simmons. This supposed to be a criticism. Uh, well, I want to do this the Lord's way. Yeah, he goes, no, he said the proper way. Yeah. Rolls over the Lord's way. The proper way. Oh, you have criticism? No, it's just. And so then, please continue. So then he gets on her and awkwardly thrusts, but of course, because he's a mild. I'm a mild. Loving it. There it is. All right. All right. That's enough. That's enough of him showing us up with his sex god skills. With a bum leg. With a bum with a bum tibia. Still nailing it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Bone Tibia. Lily Simmons is her name. So now cut back to Arquette is at the bar. Clarence. The bartender is Clarence. He's played by Fred Melamed. I hope I'm saying his name right. Melamed. Who I tried to 
I was I looked up his or his filmography. Want to say discography? Filmography. This dude has been in maybe everything. Maybe. Uh, so I'm not gonna try to list some shit off. Look him up if you're curious. As soon as you see his face, be like, oh, I've seen him and stuff. If you really need more, look at his filmography. Be like, oh shit. Who's a bartender? Definitely the bartender has been in every fucking thing, and somehow S. Craig Zoller got close enough to him or talked to him. He's like, I want you in every movie I make. And as for the three he's made so far, that has happened. So Fred Melamed, Melamed, I hope I'm saying it right, uh, is in all these. I mean, this is just a small part because he has like one more scene when they round the posse up and then he's gone. That's it. Anyway, so he's doing the therapist thing, trying to talk to Arquette here about... What's your predilection, mister? Yeah. You look like you could use something potent. Or omnipotent. Omnipotent. My brother makes this. It's like a tree fell on you. <laughs> Redwood. Redwood. Which is weird because they just buried his he buried all that shit under the tree. I don't know. Which is actually what we're drinking. We're drinking some of Redwood. exactly some of that right now. Yeah, we, yeah. Cheers. I uh, having some good old whiskey here. Um so uh, anyway, as they're as, Redwood as they're I was gonna say as they're talking, but Arquette doesn't say a single fucking word. He's obviously very shook by the fact that Buddy just got arrowed and dismembered in front of him. He was able to escape. He one. was able to escape. And but he was also out there killing people, so he he's like supposed to be on the run, but he needs to be around people like, so that he's safe. Like, holy... F- yeah, I, I can't let anybody know who I am. That's why he buried the stuff, right? He, he changed clothes because obviously he had blood on what he was wearing. I mean, he did think it through, but yeah, it's like, I got to be somewhere because what the... Fuck was that? So Kurt, 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 Sheriff, whatever, Kurt Russell and Chickory walk in and they. Oh, you mean Jack Burton? Old Jack Burton. Jack Burton, me. Yes, exactly. He comes in. He's like, "Well, stranger at the bar, you know what I do when the rains pouring down and storms raging and thunders howling through the sky? I just look right at it and I say, (laughs) give me your best shot. I can take it.'" And David Arquette looks at him like, that makes literally no sense. And he goes, oh, right. What's your name? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> uh, no, but he does go up to him, and he's asking him some questions. He's obviously acting. He doesn't want to be talked to. He's like, hey, man, I'm just standing here trying to have a drink. Fucking leave me alone. All right? I know my rights, bitch. It's today's date. Seems uh, like if you had a rendezvous scheduled, you'd know what day it was. Let me give you an easier question. Who'd you steal those clothes from? I ain't stole nothing. Boy, you're pretty angry for a guy named... Jack Burton. Me. <laughs> okay, all right. So he says his name's Buddy, which was his friend's name. Oh, well, or we don't know if his name really was Buddy or not, but he says his name's Buddy. He's like, so you're acting real angry for a guy named Buddy. And you got any weapons on you? And he's like, I ain't got no weapons. Is that because you put them in that hole that you dug? And you go... <gasps> Busted. And so Chickory is like holding him or standing, you know, like standing next to him as they're talking or searching, searching him. Like he goes up to search him, try to see if he's got weapons. So he shoves Chickory out of the way and tries to run. And Kurt, boom, I mean, the reflexes, because it's just a wide shot. And it's pretty awesome. As soon as he shoves Chickory, tries to run, gun out, boom, shoots him right in the fucking shin, drops him. Awesome. And just like, I don't think he even blinks. This is just another day in the life of Kurt Russell. He just acts so cool and collected. And he's like, 
they drag him out, and uh, Matthew Fox was like, yep, okay, I'm out, and then it's back to the bartender and the janitor. Piano player's asleep through all this again. <laughs> it's like, well, not getting any tips tonight, apparently. So we're back. Uh, Samantha is tending to Arthur's leg, and he's like, you, you've been taking such good care of me. What can I do for you? I mean, other than dicking your brains out, because we're, we're past that already, right? Uh, and so she's like, I want you to read this poem that you wrote. He's like, it ain't even a poem. I just was, I was feeling some things, and I wrote them down. She's like, but I want you to read it. He's like, rabble, 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 rabble. I, don't, I feel stupid. Yeah, I'm going to feel stupid, and you can read, and I don't need to, I don't need none. It's just like, She's taking care of your fucking leg, dude. Read a goddamn letter. Quit being a dick. But luckily, there's a knock at the door. And it's Bruder. He's like, all right, well, we got a guy uh, at the jail. Sheriff took him. She goes, shot in the leg? Yeah, shot in the leg. <sighs> and I'm guessing the doctor is in his cups? Deep. <sighs> All right, I'll get my bag. So right there we get. Obviously, this is this is uh, Kurt the, Russell's Kurt, mo. Is the sheriff's mo, man. Shoot people. He's like fucking uh, Arnold in T two when he's ordered not to kill people anymore and just goes around blasting out kneecaps for the whole movie. That's right. <laughs> he'll so, live. So yeah, he'll live. Uh, <laughs> so that's Kurt Russell. He'll live. Just fucking taking legs out of people. And then I love that the doctor's deep in his cups because the doctor's also a drunk. So that's something we learn here. And they both, I love how it's just so commonplace. They're like, leg wound, great. Doctor's wasted, all right, fine, got it. And like, it's just, or I, I love how it sets up the feeling that this is how the town works. This is a norm, you know, without us needing to see it. It, it, it gives that vibe really quickly. Uh, so she's like, okay, well, I got to go take care of this guy that the sheriff shot in the leg. And from the bed, Arthur yells, if you make any flirtatious remarks in the presence of my wife, there'll be a reckoning. Yep. Okay, buddy. I'm sure you're going to hobble right after me. <laughs> you fucking idiot. So we'll get back to the, the prison here. And Chickory's playing checkers with Deputy Nick. Which first was like, hell yeah, Nick. All right, but not not by the end of the movie. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, actor's name uh, for Deputy Nick is Evan Jonigkeet. I am sure I am butchering that, and I apologize. If I was about watching. half and half on him myself this whole time. I was about half and half on him. Oh, God, now I get it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Keep going. That's uh, hilarious. I don't know about you. Yeah. You listeners, you'll get it by the end, unless you did your homework before you listened to this episode. I assume everybody that's listening to this has watched the episode. I, I would hope so. Or watched but the I don't movie. Think, I, don't, I don't know if they have, but either way. So they're playing checkers, right? Sheriff is going through, because they dug up the bag, so he's going through uh, Arquette's stuff, and he finds a blonde hair. Definitely not his, right? Uh, the nurse comes in, let lips off at Kurt Russell, like you and your fucking leg shooting. Son of a bitch. He ain't always got to shoot people in the leg. Well, he was trying to run. Well, fucking stand in front of the door. I mean, this isn't how the argument goes down, but you have options. You know, God damn it. Yeah, just shoot him in the face. Then you yeah, don't have to yeah, worry about it. Or just shoot him in the head. And then I don't have to be here trying to dig a bullet out of somebody's leg. 
Because he's just dead. We took pride. We took pride in our sheriff actions. But the reason he shoots him in the leg comes up when they're in the cell with him, right? She gets a little vial out. She gives him some opium to, to knock him out for this procedure she's about to do. And uh, so the reason he shoots people in the leg, obviously, they, they have to get their trial. They need to be able to answer for what they've done or didn't do. We, we got to know. But we get this great line. And I, I, I wrote it out word for word because I'm just like, fuck, this is some brutal goddamn shit. And he says it so casually. He doesn't say it like out of anger. He just says it casually because this is the way life is in the Wild West of this movie anyway. He'll probably hang, but would be nice if the families of the people he bushwhacked could come and see him go purple on the rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. God damn, dude. So that's the world we're living in. Uh, he decides that Deputy Nick's going to stay there with her. And uh, Chicory, you go on home, and I'm going to stop by and let Arthur know she's going to be here for a bit, removing this bullet. Nick's with her. Nick's going to escort her home. All that good stuff, right? So he lets Arthur know, and then Arthur lays there and reads the letter out loud to himself all of a sudden. And it's just like, all these guys I'm riding with look tired and worn out, but ever since I met you, I don't feel that way no more. You give me energy in life and and blah, blah, blah. And then he stops. That ain't no poem. (laughs) That is not no poem. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Arquette wakes up like mid-procedure. Like she's still digging deep into his leg. And there, I mean... He is not hiding the camera work at all. Like, he is really showing the dummy work because her fucking tools are inside this leg, and you see it. And it's, Yeah, she digs in there. Like, she's really digging in there. And so director Zoller does not, uh, he does not fuck around with the gruesome shit on this movie. And he wakes up, and he's like, my, my body feels, feels like cotton. She goes, well, yeah, I gave you opium. So he's Strong fucking shit. smacked out of his goddamn mind. And we hear that horn again. The horses are getting spooked around. Yeah, this guy uh, this guy has a lamp, and he's going out to check on the horses in the stable, right? And he's, like, calling out, like, who, who's in there? Who's in there? And then his fucking throat gets slit wide open. Not like the beginning where it was kind of hacked and torn. Like, this is a, just a... You're gone. And then stabs through. Like, you see his face with the blood coming out of his throat, and then the fucking blade comes out of his forehead. Oh, my gosh. And you're just like, God damn, what is this movie? So, next day, Sheriff and his wife are making breakfast, making biscuits or something? Not That's not a euphemism. They're actually making biscuits, I think. <laughs> but And they're talking, and they're all being... I, I thought you were feeling sick. She's like, well, you sure cured that last night. Because <laughs> as we all knew, like, I don't think anybody has had a doubt that Kurt Russell knows how to fuck. This guy fucks. Kurt Russell not only fucks. <laughs> this guy fucks. Kurt Russell knows how to fuck. There's, there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind that if Kurt Russell dicks you down, you stay dicked down. He can cure the cold by dicking you down, apparently. <laughs> That's how good his dick is. So... I didn't know this was going to turn into a fucking Jack Burton love dongathon. Love dongathon. I'm just saying, <laughs> there's a whole lot in here about how good they these guys can dick, and just they make a, a point to bit. show it. 
I mean, it's well, it's wife and husband. It's not yeah, like she's going to be like, like oh, they talked to, I don't get much. Back anyways. in the jail, they talk about how, how she's feeling. Oh, she's good. She's got, she got the cold like she's been bedridden. So we get that, and fucking Mr. Broken Leg has to roll over, and she's like, oh! As soon as he starts working on her, like, they make a point, and now his wife is cured. Like, they want you to know that these dudes know how to do it. And that's the sign of a man. Blows. I need to rewatch it and figure that out. <laughs> so anyway, Clarence, uh, the bartender, Comes, he's knocks at the sheriff's door, right? And he's like, okay, so, uh, yeah, you know, I keep my horse over here at fucking, I didn't catch you guys, Dungledorf's stable with his horses. Uh, went to check on my horse this morning. The stable boy's just all torn up. Well, did you go by the jail? Yeah, it's empty. Oh. Like, not even a uh, prisoner? Yeah, <laughs> empty. So the wife's just like, yep, okay, got it. You need to go. All right, so they get to the scene. Scene to the crime. Uh, so not only was his throat cut, his head stabbed through, but his intestines are like laying in a pool next to him. Uh, how many horses did he keep? Well, there was mine, and then he had five of his own, but the horses are gone, right? They took the horses. Or maybe there was one, but I think the horses were gone. Okay, well, this is a fucking crapshoot. All right, and then we go to the jail. And yes, it is completely empty. Prisoner, wife, and Deputy Nick, but there's an arrow that's shot into one of the posts. And he pulls that out, sells empty. Uh, he's like, well, I'm going to have to go talk to Arthur. He's going to be none too happy. Uh, everybody shows up. Yeah, he goes and talks to Arthur, who just fucking throws a fit. Like, let's go inside and sit down. No, you tell me now. You tell me straight. Uh, let's sit down. No, God damn it, you tell me now. You tell me now, tell me straight. Yeah, tell me straight. And so when he hears, like, okay... Has she been murdered? No, she's been kidnapped. By who? Indians? Well, we don't know. But, <laughs> thing, but we don't know. We're all meeting at the Learned Goat's Top, and he just fucking takes off. You think the carpet pissers did this? You think the carpet pissers did this? <laughs> well, dude, we don't know. Uh, so he just hobbles off, so Sheriff Kurt Russell bends down and picks up his boots for him and then follows. And we all meet at the Learned Goat. All right, so they call him The Professor, and that's what the, that's all we know about this character. He's the professor, and he is a Native American, and he's like, all right, so cave dwellers did this. Guy looks like fucking Chris Angel. He does look a bit like Chris <laughs> Angel. And they're like, are, are these your people? Chris like- Angel and Iggy Pop had a, b- a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say maybe Alice Cooper. A little more theatrical, but uh, yeah, he's like, did you, your people? It's like, no, our people want nothing to do with these fucking people. This is definitely not our people. And so they get a map out. And he's like, here's our territory, here's the territory, but there's this area way up here. They ain't like us. And they ain't like, they're, they're, they're cave, cave dwellers. Not great that's, guys. That's, that's troglodytes, cave dwellers, hermits. And they, they eat their own kind and they rape their own mothers. Well, that's all. That, those are some bad guys. Uh, yeah, that's that's all you need to hear. And then, it, yeah, the, why, didn't they, why didn't they eat the stable boy? Looking well, like Tommy well, they, was so, by the way, too. The, the professor? The professor. <laughs> the, and he's like, they don't eat Negroes. And Chickory's like, do they think they're poisonous? Now sit down, shut the hell up. So they didn't do anything to the stable boy because, oh, well, we'll find that, we'll find that out later. They, they do have a mission here. There's the reason they did it with yes. this. But uh, 
so they didn't eat the stable boys. So he's like, lays it out for them, and they form this posse. But during this, we get Sean Young from Blade Runner and Ace Ventura. She rushes in with the short little guy. It looks like the Monopoly man almost. Why wasn't my husband, the mayor, told about this? It's like, look, all this shit literally just hit the fan, all right? We're like really trying to figure out what's going on. This is all really new and kind of sudden. We got to go. We got to blah, 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 blah. Do you, what, mayor, you want to fucking come along? Well, all right, then shut the fuck up. Get out of my way, pilgrim. Yeah, basically. And they're just left there just. How do you spell dragon dots? Yeah, so they're gonna. You got to. You got to tell Gainesville what's going on. Have them send a couple deputies over here, watch over the town, and that's when it's like, how how do you spell troglodytes? Because he's got to be able to say that for the for the wire, right? So the posse forms. We got it's going to be Kurt Russell and Arthur because, well, he's there's no way I can stop him, and he's too dumb to not go. Yeah, like he's my wife's out there. I'm going. Goddamn. Uh, and Chickory's like, I'm going. No, you can't. Yep. God damn it. I'm backup deputy. Ah, fucking fine. And then Matthew Fox, Bruder's like, well, I'm going to go because I got more experience killing Indians than anybody here. Well, that's a gross boast. Not a boast. That's a fact. So there's our four-man posse. Uh, Arthur's back at his house. He grabs his gun. He's about to leave, but then he goes back and gets the letter. Make sure he gets the letter. He's like, you're going to hear this, baby. Like, I'm going to read this to you. Finally. If I see you again, I won't feel too stupid this time. <laughs> I'm going to be good to you. I will read to you. You were right. I would, I'm never going to go up there on a storm again. I'll never climb on a roof again. I promise, Samantha. I promise I will never deny reading to you when you need to be reading too. I know you can read, <laughs> but I'll, I won't judge you anymore for reading. I'm not saying that you can't read, but sometimes a person who can read wants to be read too. Sometimes too. you burn the eggs and I still eat them. I'll forgive <laughs> you for that too. <laughs> so anyway, he has a lot of emotions going on as he grabs those letters. So uh, what's funny is he gets a gun and the letter, but Kurt is at his house bundling up food, like dried food, stuff that will last for the journey. He's the resourceful one. And his wife's like, just... Don't. Like, why are you doing this? This is a county job. This isn't your job. He's like, I'm going. He's like, oh. Okay. Well, just please come back. He's like, well, obviously I'm going to come back. I'm the, I'm the fucking first name. I'm the top build star. I'm literally the main character. Obviously I'm coming back. Trust me, I'm coming back. Have you seen movies before? Because this is how movies work. I'm goddamn Jack Burton. A duh. A duh. You ever watch an old-time movie picture called yeah. Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah. I don't know what a movie picture is. Well, I survived. Have you ever seen another movie picture called Tombstone? Everybody else gets shot. I survive. Why? Top build. Top build, baby. Top build. I won't work for that much money. <laughs> they did all agree to work for basically nothing. As low as you can, because once you're in the Screen Actors Guild, you're like you have to make at least one hundred thirty thousand. I think is the minimum you can make for a movie. So yeah. they like, I mean, Kurt Russell's a multi million dollar a movie star, so they all agreed to. Can you make movies without being in the Screen Actors Guild? You can, yeah. Okay, absolutely, that's good. But you can't get any it's actors. It's sort of like unless- a union. They help you get work, and they ensure that you get. This much money, you get 
you make sure you get credit. Also, the whole uh, fucking Crispin Glover thing with the likeness and future movies. Like, they, they it's... Yes, thank you. It's a bit of that. But yeah, you can be in it with... You can be in movies. Like, if somebody... If a guy's making a movie and knows about you and wants you in it, you can be in it. That's fine. But it's a lot harder to get into things if you're not in it, you know. Just just helps you get known. It covers your ass a bit. Hooks anyway, a bit. so they, they worked for next to nothing to make this movie because the director's first time out doesn't have that much of a budget. Uh, so anyway, uh, they're doing all that. Chicory visits his wife's grave. I picked some fresh wilds for you. <laughs> um, so we get a bit of a pep talk, you know, sort of a, all right, guys, it's a five-day journey, and we're going to do it in three days. Which means we're gonna ride long and hard and sleep as little as possible. We gotta make sure that we're good and our horses are good, because we're not gonna be any good, anyone, if we don't do that. And Arthur basically he's giving it to the posse, but he's really giving it to Arthur. Like, I know you're kind of stark raving mad because your wife's been kidnapped, but we gotta fucking do this right. So calm your tits. And Arthur's not really having it, tries to take off like ahead of him. He's like, no, nah, I'm fucking out of here. Me. me. Um, so they're cruising along, right? Just riding. The first night, they're sitting up, laying out things, cooking, doing whatever, and uh, Matthew Fox is, like, setting up a perimeter of this little wire that has bells on it. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking smart. Yeah. And he had it, like, it's already tied. Like, he's got a fucking spool of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Ready, like, this is, an I- this is not his first rodeo or Wild West campfire sleepover. Uh, but... He's like, look, if it's an animal, we're going to fucking shoot it. If it's a person and they come through without announcing themselves or we don't know them, then fuck them. We're going to shoot them anyway. Like, they're a criminal, they're a thief, whatever. It doesn't matter. And they're like, I don't know that this is right. Because, look, I'm going to be up. I'm going to be the first one to draw and shoot anyway. And like, well, I'm not sure about that. I. Uh, and he's like, well, I'm the smartest one out of all of you. Here's a nice little throwdown about I'm the smartest one. Well, how can you how can you say that? Sheriff's really smart. Well, Sheriff's married. Arthur's married. You're a widower. Well, yeah, what does that have to do with anything? He goes, smart men don't get married. Uh, 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 well, that, well, that's because that's no woman would have you. <laughs> It's about as good a comeback you can have. Well, that's because no woman wants you. Many women invite me over for dessert. (laughs) Many women invite me over for dessert. John? All right, so. Enough of that. He said, that's a premise. So they eat their beans and they lay down to sleep. Chicory, our comic relief, is talking about, you ever read a book on the bayou? What? I, I can't do it. I ruin Mark. the book every time. I either drop it in or I, I, I wet the pages trying to turn them. And I just can't, I can't make it work. Well, when did George W. Bush join this <laughs> fucking movie? I don't know. That's my, because he talks, he doesn't talk like Richard, Richard Jenkins in any other movie. He's just always like, hey, old hey, hand waver. Hey, Rummy. Hey, hey. Hey, Rome. Hey, hey you ever, Cheney. You ever, you ever, hey, Dick Cheney, you ever, you ever read a book in the bath? Uh, no, sir. I was too busy bombing the world and uh, taking over. <laughs> well, 
I just keep ruining the books. That's fine. I'm going to uh, usurp your presidency. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm going to read to these kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he can't figure out how to read a book in the bath without ruining the book. And Kurt Russell's like, why don't you get you one of the music stands? Set it up next to the tub. Then you can keep the book on the music stand. Keep a towel handy. You can dry your fingers off before you turn the pages. Well, by God, I knew you were smarter than that old brooder. I bet he never could have thought of something like that. I can't wait to get back and get myself one of them there music stands, Dick Cheney. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I thought when I heard that, I'm like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, that guy's going to be dead. Yeah, right. He won't be able to get his music stand. He's excited to get back and get his music stand. You're like, yep, you're dying. And you're old. Like, it's a hard ride, giggity. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Ow! So, anyway, they're all go- finally going to sleep. And then you hear the bells jingle. And Bruder's up immediately. It's like, jingle, jingle. Bang! Hi. He's up, up fuck immediately and shoots. And, yeah, you hear the thing howl and hobble away. So, he was right. He was up and shooting before anybody else even got their gun in their hand. Uh, next morning, Arthur's off, tending to his wound, takes it off. It's looking pretty gross. It's definitely infected. It's really red. It's gross uh, looking. Like, puts a new... Uh, he's doing his best. It's not like they got a whole lot of fucking things to work with. Modern medicine hadn't come along, but puts a fresh wrap on it, puts some whiskey on it to dole it, and, you know, he's doing his best. Uh, he does have the little vial of opium, but he doesn't touch it in his defense. So... uh. They're back at the campsite, and he's Kurt Russell's like, hey, Bruder, you just stay out of this. Yep, I'm gonna. And you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? So as Arthur comes hobbling back up, they confront him because they went through the wife's medical bag that they brought, noticed that the opium was missing. So they confront him about using opium because it doesn't, doesn't do us any good if you're all fucking smacked out, dude. Can't ride a horse, can't do shit. You're going like, to slip right off that saddle. Yeah, you can slip right out of that saddle, yeah. He's like, well, I didn't use any. Like, all right, well, fucking hand it over anyway, dude. Not, I was just looking at it. We're not, we're not playing. We ain't playing this game. That's my wife. You went through my wife's stuff. You went through my wife's stuff. Yeah, you're trying to act all tough. Shut the fuck up. You know, I apologize. Lord, I apologize. Now, I was, you guys are just doing what you're doing to look after me. I'm sorry. He did that a lot. Yeah. He's like, yeah, real- he gets real hot headed. He's like, Oh, you, you, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't lose my temper often. Like literally that's all you've done this entire movie. But, but yeah, he does apologize immediately. He, he calms right down. Yeah. So, I suppose, you know, I lost my damn job. Well, you should have never jumped off that damn building. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're prettier than a cow. <laughs> than most cows. Yeah. Than most cows. Jessica. Except for old Jessica. And she's like, Oh my God, do me. Fuck me. I'll be on top. Oh, do me, because you're the yo-yo guy. <laughs> uh, so they're riding along. We had a great... I, I had to include this, obviously, because of our emergency exit routes. Yeah. I know that the uh, the earth's supposed to be round, but mm-hmm. I'm not so sure about this part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a straight horizon. So it's pretty funny. Uh, so we get to the second night, and uh, Arthur's passed out, and Chicory's like looking at the wound, right? Uh, it's definitely infected. And so Caruso was just asking him, like, just in case we need to know, have you ever performed an amputation? Yeah, well, in the war, but even when done correctly... Oh, wait, this is G-dubs. Even <laughs> when done correctly, you know, <laughs> chances aren't good. And almost quagmire there. So my, I'm all over the place. It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> uh, so they're hanging out, 
Uh, we hear twig snap. Bruder is immediately up, and there's a there's a person there, and uh, Kurt Russell's like, "Strike a match so we can see clear. We'll light things up with our guns," which is a pretty fucking awesome line. Yeah, I, I like his say. lines. So of course, uh, Ramiro's this guy's name lights a match so they can see him. He's like, "Who else?" Well, just this one guy who steps out behind him also lights a match. Anybody? Oh. I was going to announce myself. Be quiet and toss your guns. Jack Burton, me. Right. Come forward. Don't drop those matches. So they call him in, and uh, well, I don't know where See we are. See if you can salvage the fire. Damn you! And now they're in a Mexican standoff. Yeah, so Kurt Russell and Bruder are standing there pointing guns. They're like, why the fuck did you do that, man? We needed to talk to them. He's like, yeah, they weren't going to tell you anything. You're not going to get the truth out of them. They're probably not even the real names. You, you, know? you won't even get what the, the time of year. You, won't get the right, you wouldn't even get the right date or yeah. something like that. Uh, and so Arthur also wakes up, what's going on? And Chickory has a line, well, Mr. Bruder just educated two Mexicans on the meaning of manifest destiny. <laughs> <laughs> like, goddamn. Uh, so he's like, we got to find a cold camp somewhere sheltered. Like, obviously they are on to where we are now. So we got to move, hide out in the dark, suckily, but we got to. They uh, don't grab any of the Romero stuff. Like, no, they didn't go to the bodies at all. Well, they do. He dropped a gun or something. There's a line about one of them. One of them was wearing a crucifix and Breeder goes, well, Jesus should have helped him out then. Oh yeah. That was gnarly. <laughs> that was like, a good line. dude. Jesus should have fucking saved him. Where's your Jesus now? Hey, I thought he was looking out for all his creatures. So they're at their cold camp, and they get woken up by this stabbing, grunting sound, and uh, somebody's stabbing Bruder. It's fucking gnarly, too. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. And so Arthur's the one that gets old, wounded, drugged up. Arthur gets gets some shots off, shoots the guy off of Bruder. And he's like, all the horses are gone. Where, where's your horse, Bruder? And he goes, your bullets. Oh. They're beyond. I don't understand how they got them all. Saucy had never allowed some greaser on her back. <laughs> you trained her in bigotry? She's smart and she's loyal. I like that. Saucy had never let some greaser. You trained her in bigotry? <laughs> John. So, anyway, they find out, no, they didn't take all the horses, so Saucy's laying off to the side, wounded, and he has to go over there and, thank you for your service, and blammo, shoot his own horse. Yeah, what did the horse do, or did well, it, like, it It's a wounded horse, man. It's like a, a racehorse. Once it breaks its leg, you can't fix it. You just got to shoot it and turn it into glue. Yeah. Well, but how did it get wounded? The guy, the fucking attackers. The attackers, because it wasn't doing anything, or I got, they got the other horses. Maybe it, maybe it was act, only it acted up. So well, they he just, said, uh, uh, what, "What's her name? Saucy? Saucy. Yeah, Saucy would never let anybody else ride her, so she probably like was, was kicking and shit, kicking, and, like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, be easier just injure the horse. Did we don't want the it. horse. Uh, we got the other three, and I believe it. Arthur got one of them at least. Uh, so now they're on foot. And that sucks because it was a five-day ride they were doing in three days, and now they're <laughs> on foot, so that doesn't help shit. Uh, they're like, Arthur, you go on ahead. Obviously, you're hobbling. We'll pack all this up. We'll get your shit. Here, like He took a canteen. 
Give them some water. Yep. Here's some water. Here's some like dried food stuffs. Uh, you do your thing. We're obviously going to catch up to you. Don't worry about it. And they do catch up and eventually move past. Like mark the mark the road with four stones. And uh, Chicory even gives him a telescope, so if he gets, you know, he can look out and keep an eye on him. He does this. He are. does this funny thing about uh, as they watch, as they watch uh, Arthur hobble over or uh, hobble away, and they're standing there. Uh, he says this here. This is a uh, pretty pretty funny. Nadine and I saw a cripple on crutches with one leg race a normal man and win. He he took these huge strides, kind of a a. Back and forth, motion like a pendulum. Uh, he's he's uncommonly hasty. Yeah. It isn't the same with a hurt leg. <laughs> that isn't the same thing. <laughs> That's not the same. Well, yeah, I just was giving a frame of reference here. Yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Yeah, but still. That's very. Uh, just pointing out. No, the they didn't. Yeah, but you could imagine what that would be <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, but still. No. And that's everybody the- on the bus. Like it's a very much a Veronica Von Bus <laughs> scene. That's not the same thing at all. <laughs> but you're right. Good catch. Good. Good catch. So, uh, he finally catches back up to them, right? Because they've surpassed him. Gave him, gave him the little telescope. Uh, he catches up to their camp. Like he's had a hell of a time because this is pretty hilly, beginning of mountainous country, and he's got a bum leg and a crutch, you know. So he's falling down a lot and cussing and screaming and having as someone who currently has a bum leg yeah. i can totally relate, you can relate where you <laughs> yeah. just watch like god like god yeah. damn it i feel your pain yeah. buddy oh, that's 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 why i stay at home brother that's why i stay home <laughs> you don't see me out there in west texas climbing them mesas the mesas and the and the hills plateaus well the plateau would be pretty easy that's the flat well, getting up to it getting to it that's not the easy part. There's nothing <laughs> no. up there but a bucket and a mop and an illustrated book about birds. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going to say an animated fox voice by Johnny Cash, but that's a Simpsons reference. Somebody knows what Homer took his mushroom trip. But yeah, your uh, meat puppets reference was way better. There's a lot up there, but don't be scared. Who needs action when you got <laughs> words? An illustrated book about birds. Um, all right, so anyway, he catches up to them finally. And, I mean, he is sweated through everything. Poor man. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we've been resting a couple hours. <laughs> like, I would beat them with my crutch there. Uh, we're leaving at twilight. He's like, okay, will you wake me? And lays down and immediately passes out. Because <laughs> poor Arthur. Arthur can't fucking catch a break other than his leg. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Woo! So they're all packing up to leave again, waking him up. Like, all right, we're going to mark the trail, right? We're going to leave the forest rocks like we've been doing. He's like, no, I'm coming with you. And they're like, yeah, okay, but we know how that's going to go. So we're going to go ahead and mark the trail. Uh, and then he, fucking Bruder, fucking Matthew Fox, got to stir the pot. You got it right here? We get there before you catch up. I'll try to refrain from flirting with Mrs. O'Dwyer. You son of a bitch! Boo! Solid punch for a one-legged guy, but he falls and re-breaks it. You can hear it. Don't you talk that way about my wife. I know you had designs. That was years ago. And she refused me. Ooh, so Bruder... I'm not here risking my life for the both of you. Perhaps that entitles me to an occasional innuendo. Well, it doesn't. She is my whole everything, and those savages have got her... God knows All what right, they're so doing, but about raping her in her butthole. 
hey, I'm out here. I'm out here risking my life for your ass. So you know what? I can say some shit to your wife. No, buddy, that's not how that works. I'm sorry. <laughs> when is it okay for them I'll, to talk about? Us? It is never. I am on Arthur's side on this. Like I. I do like how it's like, I know you got designs. Well, that was years ago when she shot me down, man. Fucking relax. Take it easy. Like, I was making a joke because of your fucking line earlier in the movie, if you remember. I was just a fucking joke. He's a call, he's a smart guy. Call back, and I get it. It was a good callback. I thought maybe it was like a sort of a way to motivate him to get him up, you know, because oh, he, no, was, he, thought- was like, he was like already hobbling and... Thought, oh yeah, you guys, you catch up at your own pace, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll be sure not to fuck your wife when I get there." And that's supposed to get him like, "Fuck, I got to get up well, there and he, go with it these didn't guys." Get him up, yeah, but, but it broke bro- his fucking leg again. Uh, I know. I just thought he was like, "Yeah, I remember when you yelled at me earlier not to make flirtatious remarks in the presence of your wife." Well, you know what, fucking cripple, I'll try not to do that. He's like. Because it was unnecessary for him to say that at the beginning of the movie. So I think it's just sort of a little like fucking dig back. Like a <laughs> little bit of a fuck you, man. A little bit. Yeah, that's how I took it. But a jealous son of a bitch. It anyways. was, it was, a, it, and broke legged fucking Arthur's defense. That was a hell of a punch. It was a good, yeah. it was a good swat. This is like broke leg mountain over here. Broke leg mountain. Next thing they're going to aggressively fuck each other. Like aggressively. <laughs> like that movie, I was like, oh, gay cowboys. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. How they love each other. Their love is weird. (laughs) Uh, That's a community reference, if anybody listens. Uh, That's why it was only kind of funny. Yeah. Your love is weird. Uh, Todd. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. Now we've skipped past my next note. So, they're like... We're not going to let you follow with your leg. You're going to have to fucking stay here, dude. You rebroke it, you stupid asshole. And he's like, can you set it? Yeah. And they got fucking... Kurt Russell angrily throws the pack bags back down. God damn it. Uh, well, they were going to cut it off. And he's like, oh, wait, no. What the fuck? Yeah. He's like, no, man, we got to... He's. It's my choice. My body. My, my body, choice. my choice. <laughs> and it, yeah, what? yeah, well, all right, so... He He's pulled right. out the saw though, like, yeah, and it made gonna. you think that he was going to. Gonna have to cut it off. That's what yeah. we're gonna have to do. You do that I mean, to it was already going bad anyway. wasn't healing good yeah. anyway. Now you rebroke it. Just gonna lop it That's off. What you do to that, kids, like when they like fall or scrape their knee, you're like, ah, I guess we're yeah. gonna have to cut off your oh, leg. Oh my god, that joke. And then, <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's not that bad. It's, it's not, not that bad. bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, can I, you walk it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go play some more. Good. Okay. And then you Damn pick right. up your beer and turn back to your buddy. So anyway, about that <laughs> sports ball. I love that move. I've, I've done that move several times already. <laughs> just uh, see yeah. it through and just and come I, back out with a circular saw. And I always have my, my pocket knife attached uh, on my on my belt. Oh, anyway, yeah, so I'll yeah. pop it out and I'll think. Yes, like, are you guys ready? He's like, ah. hold him down. I'm like, he's like, it's okay. <laughs> no, no, it feels better now. It's much better. No, he uh, just cries. He doesn't say it feels better. Uh, it does like the opposite effect that I want it to do. <laughs> So then you just look like a weirdo because you're standing over a crying kid. Gonna cut you. Who wants it? Yeah, I, maybe change tactics, Los. Yeah, maybe. I would recommend that. I do it more now for me. I think it's just funny. <laughs> so I'm just saying. It's if, now my job to do if that. If the CPA shows up at your door one day, like we hear you. CPS. Been, yes. Sorry, CPA. I was, so I hey, I was gonna say you got to be getting taxes in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sorry. is tax season yes, now. CPS. But if they show up. Yeah, we got reports of you standing over a crying child with a knife, laughing maniacally. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I was telling a joke. 
I mean, I was just showing him his leg wasn't hurt that bad. I mean, you've done it. Come on, you're 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 not a dad. I mean, your uh, dad you, must have done that. You you have two mothers. Okay, oh, all right. You're well. an orphan. Well, well, this is awkward. Uh, <laughs> all right, cuff me. I don't know. I got <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Uh, all right. So also, I will. In her credit, Mrs. Passion was was watching along for a bit. I, I warned her the ending you're not going to want to see because she's very squeamish about things. And did, How did she make it past she, the beginning? She didn't. She was oh. still tiling the bathroom. So she came in. Oh, so after. that is happening. Yeah. Yeah. All tiled, grouted. Make sure to seal the grout. Yes. that's We're waiting on the grout to dry. Then you seal. Yep. And then after that, we can finally put the fucking toilet in and be done with something that should have been done. Anyway. Sidetrack. <laughs> so, uh... She was like covering her eyes when they were like, oh, they're going to reset it. And she's like, oh, no. I even had to mute it because you know there's going to be a scream. Yeah, we muted it. <laughs> you and muted it's it a too. lot more tolerable. Yeah. Because it's, it's the sound effects of like the cracking and like mm-hmm. I, I can't. Because they it. do. They do. They set the shit next to the leg. He gets a little hammer out. Oh, yeah. And they, all that. And, and so if you did mute it, which I did this last time for, in preparation for the show, but I have seen it before, you hear the dull thud. And like, I know he's getting it ready. Yeah, the and the scream. Because yeah. the camera cuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, well, you guys heard it. Oh. Yeah, go back. Here it comes. So. <laughs> maybe you don't hear the scream. Am I, did I make up the scream? There is no scream. He There's must no have, like, scream. passed out from him. There is yeah. no scream. He's on the ope. He's on the opium, yeah. No, not here. They just woke up. No, they gave it no, to him. No, he gave him a... a oh, no, that's right, that's right. He did give him some. But how quickly does that kick in? Because that was right before they did Fairly it. Fairly quickly. Because a tincture, chink, uh, tincture, so it's alcohol-based, so it's probably like the opium oil, uh, and then uh Yeah, but still, alcohol. like in, within two minutes? Yeah. I don't think, it starts tingling, you start so. feeling that it. Fast, oh, they do right. ask him first, like, how are you doing? And he's like, my hands are tingling. They're like, all right. Well, then right. they give him the whole spiel before that, like, hey, we're going to give you this, and like, uh, you're going to have the rest of this. We'll take a little bit. You have some of it, and don't have more than a, this much yeah, a day. Yeah, you can't have more than a teaspoon a day. We'll leave you a trail, and uh, just have a Yeah, because be they, cool. put, they put some in the flask, mm-hmm. and we'll leave you the in rest. They don't need more it. than a spoonful in a day, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so you get to hear that sick thud, that wet thud noise. Of them, it's and not I, as bad when you take one awake. You know, watching it, obviously yeah. they they show right as the hammer right, oh, hits and right, cut. Yeah. But also, if you're setting a bone, it's broken. What does you hitting it, it with a hammer? I was do, waiting for him to pull, it, on but it. break it more. Yeah, Probably I thought you had to like, re-break it, force it into place. Well, uh, re-break it. Eighteen ninety. Yeah. So. That's true. Sometimes you do have to re-break it, like with noses. Sometimes I have to like. Well, I saw it going the way that they were going to have to re-break it to cut it off because they didn't have, like, a saw or something. They were going to have to cut it off with, like, just a knife, and you're not going to cut through the bone with knives. Oh, so no, no, they, to- were, they were setting it. Yeah. And I was like, well, how do you set with a hammer? But, yeah, probably re-break it so that you can reline it back up. Like, it might just be a hairline. You're going to have to full-on break that fucker. You're going to have to pull a blood sport and get that bone sticking out of the leg. Oh, that was a Chong Lee, so there is no noise. <laughs> Chong Lee didn't make any noise. Chong Lee, yeah. He just had that weird face. <laughs> that could work for someone breaking their leg. Yeah. Though. Like the bones I mean, sticking that, out. That, that's a universal sound. You know uh, what should be a universal sound is this like eerie sound that they get across. You hear that? Oh, the horns in the background? Oh, that, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
It'll pop up again. All right. So <clears throat> now they're they they leave him right. They give him some opium and all that, and uh, they're walking, and they hear the horns. They've got to go. And like and Kurt Russell's like, all right, everybody, inspect your firearms. We've been spotted. This shit fan right here. What's a fan, Sheriff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, th- well, you know, I guess that idiom doesn't really hold water right now. Mr. Birder, what's an idiom? <laughs> well, I remember once Nadine and I, we, we saw a, 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 a special man trying to, <laughs> try to, no, that's an idiot, not an idiom. <laughs> it was a special man, <laughs> special talents. He wasn't too good at, at speaking's. Was his name Chicory? Can you shut the fuck up? We're, tra- we're about to be attacked by troglodytes, goddammit! He wore leg braces when he was a kid. <laughs> and he would run. They said his spine was crooked as a politician it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so... They, they, they know their guns are ready, and now they're on the defense. And they're walking along, and, and Bruder's like, to answer your question, 116. That's how many Indians he's killed. You've killed 116 Indian men? 116 Indians, anyway. It's like, he doesn't discriminate against women or children. Warriors and braves. Mostly. Mostly. Some weren't braves. Some weren't men. Yeah, there we go. So, we find out. out He doesn't tell them the, uh, the number yet. Oh, no, 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 no that's, that's right, right. that's right, that's right. Later, I jumped yeah. in, sorry. Much Spoiler later. alert. He kills a bunch of them, and not even all men, because... They you got... tell, was it not all women and children, or blah, blah, blah. Well, you try telling a 10-year-old boy that. So, when he was 10, obviously, we can defer, or defer, fucking Jesus, infer. Indians uh, got him, huh? Uh, yeah, Indians killed his mother and his siblings... And now he has a lifelong vendetta against everything Native American, and that's his thing. So they stop at one sort of a you know, good reason, but sort of a bad reason to hate a whole race of people. You know, I would agree with that. Not yeah, the, not the best. I mean, yeah, I get those Indians, but I mean that's uh, the that's the whole reason that other than pissing his pants that Liam Neeson got in trouble because he was given an interview. Oh yeah, he was uh, doing some slurs. Uh, he wasn't necessarily saying it was like one of his like best friends got murdered, and all he knew, the only report they had was that a black guy did it. it was a black guy, and so he was saying, and and he was saying this years later in the way of how he dealt with this pain and blah blah blah. He was like, and I, I would go around like if I was on the train, if I was in a pub, wherever I was, all I knew was a black guy killed my friend. So every black guy I saw, I was like. Maybe it was you, and I want to fucking kill you. Like, and he had this hatred for every black person, just because all he knew was a black person killed his friend, and uh, like, and the point of his story was overcoming the hatred that he was feeling for so long, probably yeah. while pissing his pants. But, <laughs> uh, but then a lot of people actually like, he said he wanted to kill all black people. It's like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you. 
take one clip. At some point, he said, I wanted to kill everybody that was black. Maybe he did. But like, really what he was saying was, I was in the so much pain and anger that Context I... Context is so I much. had no idea. All I knew was black. And I was just like, did you kill my friend? Did you, are you the one that killed? I don't know who killed, you know. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, here's Bruder and Indians, essentially. I feel is like that same... I don't know. I just know this. And I'm going with it. And that's why he's like killing every... Indian in every form of Indian, whether they be troglodyte or not, he's going to kill them. Yep. Same thing as Mr. Pants Pisser Liam Neeson. That was a bad one. I'm sorry. Oof. Accents all Pons over Pons today. All Pons over. Uh, all right. So, <clears throat> whew, stop. We're looking at the, we're all standing around looking through this telescope. It's like, you see the valley? Well, multiples. Oh. Uh, Do you mind if I look through the German? Because... Because he had a telescope, but Bruder's telescope's a fancy one he got from Hamburg. <sighs> got the fancy one, Will. Oh, I get to look through the German. And then Kurt Russell's like, what do you see? Well, yeah, there are a lot of valleys. Do you mind if if Sheriff looks through the German? Like, well, he was yeah. like, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. And he's like, the clarity. Yeah, he's it's going so to be clear. Like, God damn it, would you focus on the valley? It's like, can, can, the, ca- can the sheriff can look the at sheriff it? Can the sheriff look at the German? And Bruder's just like, Jesus goddamn Christ, it's a telescope. Would you stop treating it like a holy grail, you fuck? And well, but what he the says sheriff is, puts it up to his eye for like yes. a split second and drops it. He's like, yeah, it was re- we got to go. And that was yeah. it. All right, so let's say we start with the closest one, huh? Sure, that sounds like the right idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they f- they're they're going down into the first valley. They find some tracks. Oh, they're seeing tracks. Oh, fuck. Okay, we're gonna follow these here tracks. Horse right? tracks. Horse tracks. Oh, the horses. That's right. Yeah. Horse tracks. Because I saw one of them didn't have a horseshoe on one. Because oh. way back in the beginning. Uh, the horse owner, he was like, uh, one of them was missing a shoe because that's why he got down there that early to reshoe the horse. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. like, oh, they knew they were on the right. These track. are our horses. These are our. That's right. So they're following the uh, following the horse tracks, and then the horn. Hearing that horn again. Oh fuck! <laughs> so now they're like. What was it? There's a there's a spot where there's like a little outcrop of rock with it just gives you this little thin little walkway through it, right? And Britter's like, okay, I'm gonna go through. If everything's okay, I'll throw this rock back. Give me 30 seconds, whatever. Kurt Russell has his watch out timing him. Uh but the rock comes bouncing through. They're like, oh, okay. So oh, it's clear. I didn't know Dwayne Johnson was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> So they go through that little narrow passageway and they join Bruder and they're like sitting there and they see this cave off in the distance, definitely. And they're looking at it and like looking through the German. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see any act? You see any activity? Bam! Right then, arrow fucking hits Bruder. <laughs> and then second arrow hits Kurt <laughs> Russell in the shoulder. Another one takes Chicory's hat off and leaves a wound on his head. They're like, what the fuck is happening? And then we see our first troglodyte clearly come running up, and they fucking shoot him down. Yeah. Fun fact, that cave that they see uh-huh. was uh, is the same cave yes, as the, yes. in the Iron Man movie. Which we will be... Oh, really? Seeing. It's one of the few Marvel movies that is in the rewatch. That first Iron Man, Iron Man movie is good. Yep. I like it, and it is in the rewatch. And so, yes, that is the same, same cave. Same cave. 
that he builds Mark One in. So, what do you? Oh yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on. We're not quite there yet. So we get Bruder gets hit with an arrow. Kurt Russell gets a shoulder shot. Chickory gets a, a head shot, but it's a it's a glancing blow. So he's got like a nice nice shiner. He took a, a chunk out of his forehead. Yeah, yeah it took some skin off. It's like now it's, a two it's, and a half head. It's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, I mean, it's not like openly bleeding. It's not a hole in his head. It's just but a flesh wound. Yes, exactly. So we shot down that troglodyte. Uh, so uh, there's another one where uh, another one's coming. A brooder's trying to get his gun. Like he's reaching his hand out and they smash the fuck out of his arm. I think he cut it off. I might have cut it off. I think, he cut it off. Cut I, think it I saw off. his hand. Because with their titular bone tomahawk, fucking took his arm. Uh, shoot the second guy that took it, you know. So they've killed two trogs now. And so now I don't Bru- think you should be calling them that first. <laughs> That's their word. <laughs> um, so Bruder has now been hit with an arrow and lost an arm. He's not doing well. He's like, hey, leave me the dynamite that we brought along. You, you all go ahead. Leave me the dynamite. I'm going to take as many as I can. He says uh, he's too vain to live the rest no, of his life vain. as a cripple. I'm too vain to, <laughs> too vain to live as a cripple. <laughs> And don't return until I've used it. Don't return until I've used it. That's a good part. I'm far too vain to ever live as a cripple. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's funny is they, they take off, and he's just, and we, we sit there with Bruder for a while, and he like has his gun, and he's nudging at the, the, the dead troglodyte laying next to him, and you see like bubbling coming out of the throat. Not sure. Maybe I think I, that's the first time we see that they that yeah, they have there's something an with opening, the throat, but you don't see that clearly. You just you just see like little spurts coming out of the throat. Maybe that's where it was shot. That's what first, I was thinking. The first one they take down, the first one that charges in the midst of the arrows, you don't see where he gets hit. You just mm-hmm. hear a gunshot and he drops. So maybe maybe that's it. We don't know, but he definitely nudging at it and and then shit coming out of the throat there, uh, and and then another one comes out of nowhere and he just hawks a fucking bone tomahawk. <gasps> That's the name. Oh, <gasps> they said the name. Or I guess they didn't say it, but they, no, they featured the item yeah, that the movie's it. named. And after. so hucks it at him and the camera does cut away and you hear a gunshot. He got him. So did he get him? Or because he was like holding the gun, nudging that other one when that guy ran up. I think his hand was just on it. And when the fucking tomahawk hit him in the head, he just... Like a reflex. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but he still hit him though because when they did he aim at it? I think he was. He started. I he to was aim still at it. nudging with the butt of the gun when it came up and fucking. No, I think it. he heard the the thud of the footsteps and, and just turned and the the thing as soon as it turned through and so he probably shot while it was mid air. I don't know. And knocked out. I don't know, you know because we do revisit this scene, not scene in the movie, but scene of the desert this yeah. this this crime scene as it were in a bit so uh my money is i think that he got hit and the reflex pulled the trigger yeah cuz i think he was still like fucking with the other one and like maybe he was turning but he got hit in the head with a fucking thing and it just was a reflex the reflex is the i don't know any 80 song well, it doesn't help that I don't know the words, so 
We'll fix that in post. All right. So Chicory, they're, they're walking along. Chicory and, and Kurt Russell, right? Moving forward, moving forward. And uh, Chicory gets hit with an arrow, right? And then Kurt's trying to fire. He gets fucking clubbed like they just get swarmed. They're coming out of clubbing and arrowing and knocking them all out. He gets tackled, and they fucking, like, stick something in his mouth and, like, hit him <laughs> and knock him unconscious. They deep throat yeah. him with this, like, Like, shove a thing. bone. Because I feel everything they do is, is made out of bones, but mm-hmm. they shove, like, a bone into his mouth and then hit it? Like, they don't hit him. Well, it looked like he shoved it down and then, like, smacked twisted it, it over. Yeah, and so they weren't, like, trying to snap his neck. They, they definitely were not trying to kill him. Somehow just, that knocked just him out. knocking him out. But yeah, it's no. It's, they, well, the other guy came by and smacked him in the head. He, he shoved out. Oh, he did. He deep throat him with the dildo. Oh, so some he hit him, and the other guy oh, comes the in. The other guy does just, just oh, hit him. Okay. With okay. But yeah, they get they get arrowed and swamped and knocked out, right? And so now they're both being dragged away by their feet, right? Drug or dragged away? Dragged. You're right. Dragged. So. Troglod- I would have said drug, though, by the way. Troglodytes have their feet, dragging them, right? Drugging them. Just drugging their <laughs> bodies along. Uh, and Chicory kind of wakes up as they're being dragged. Dragged. The dragged- and they go by Brooder. The dragged. They do go, go- by Brooder. And well, they- and that's what I thought, because you see him, and then you see that, that Yeah, dead but that guy. one laying there is the one he was poking at anyway. Oh, you might that have one was there. already there that he was poking at, but that bone tomahawk is very deeply buried in his fucking in his head. head. And you get to see it because apparently S. Craig Zoller does not shy away. Like, there are a lot of times, as we said, when they're setting the bone or whatever, like when they, it cuts away and you just hear the, the sound. But he does not shy away from showing you the shit. Split well, second. As we will get to, spoiler alert. But the, the budget on this movie was like $1.3 million. Which so is not he wow. wanted to, anything. He wanted to uh, really highlight the gruesomeness of it. Which I is guess. weird that $1.3 million, which is a number I cannot even fathom, is paltry. It's nothing. It's for a movie. You know, that's so weird to think about. But yeah, like, and he made it work really fucking well, I feel. Like, he cut away when he needed to, but. So, yeah, cut away when Bruder was having that final showdown with the troglodyte. But now as we're dragging by, we get to see the aftermath of it. So, I I mean, it's fuck The dude abides. stepped up. Dude's, <laughs> the dude abides. The dude stepped <laughs> up for his first fucking movie. I mean, he... Not bad for he, the first movie. I, how do you know I want this shot? I want to do this. Like, it's your first time out. Like... Act, a lot of actors get into it because they've been making movies for a long time and have seen how shit works. But I, this guy wrote some novels and he drummed for a band for a while. How much did this movie make? <laughs> um, I think worldwide it was less. It's less than five hundred thousand. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, here we go. Yeah, worldwide gross three hundred eighty-two thousand. Ooh! Whoa! Really? Yeah. On a one. What, what was the one and, I, and a half? Yeah, one point eight million. That is crazy. Check it out. Uh, In Slovenia, it only made $378. Wow. (laughs) It breaks it down by country. They were like, why do I need to see a movie about this? This is every day. Uh, Poland (laughs) is what it looks like has the uh, the highest. Or Norway, I guess. Norway? No. 65. No, Norway, 147,000. 
right. Poland, 65,000. All right. Well, yeah. So he lost. Then how did he get his second and third movie then if this lost that bad? Anyway, I don't know. But ah. it, it's very well done. Like, it is a well done movie for a guy who has no experience in cinema at all. Really fucking well done. All right. How the hell did he convince people to give him I the don't money know. having no prior like, experience? It's, it's like a Frank Dukes situation, <laughs> except <laughs> this guy delivered. Yeah. I don't get it. So, anyway, they're dragging the bodies, dragging the bodies. We get, we get to the, the bottom of this fucking slope that has the cave at the top, right? And they go, whatever the fuck. There it is. Yes. And that's the noise so they make. Crazy. That's the noise they make. Just, like they just rear back and that's how they scream. Is that dual noise? There are two different noises going on there. But then like a rope comes down and they get to climb up into the cave, right? It's like fucking Rapunzel. Lay down. That's what they're saying. Lay down yeah. your hair. Like going. <laughs> Rapunzel. So romantic. Rapunzel. Lay down your <laughs> That's what it is. Rapunzel. So we get up inside the cave. Now we're inside the cave. Uh Samantha's there. Go so ahead. go ahead. They got they got these cells built. It's a cave. It's a fucking cave. It's a fucking cave. A fu- Somehow but they're able to push they have, those uh, stakes in enough that people can't have push like, the other side. Yeah, they have vertical bars made out of wood. Wood. So tree trunks or thick branch, something that they've worked into vertical bars, and then they just have pins that they stick in between them at the top to hold them in place. It didn't seem like they even went in a little bit. Like I smacked them, they're still hanging out like five inches proud, you know? Well, they're... Big old pins, probably also made out of branches. Um, so Samantha's there in a cell. They put Kurt and Chicory in another cell, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they walk off, and it's like, okay, we got to evaluate. All right, so Samantha's okay. Found out Samantha's okay. All right, how about how about Deputy Nick? Well, he's not he's not doing he's not doing well at all. No, he's <laughs> not. Okay, what about that fucking stranger, Purvis? Well, they ate him. Oh, well, that sucks. No. So now we're dealing with, well, we knew they were cannibals, but it's like, fuck, yeah. So we're, we're, we're in these cells, and they're going to just, just, just uh, keep us alive to eat us one by one. So that's all. This is great. We are, we're basically their pantry. Yeah, they go in, they look around. Okay, let's see, what are we in the mood yeah. for? Yeah. They open up the door, stare in for a little bit, close uh, it, walk away. Walk no, away, they, come back 10 minutes later. <laughs> Is anything different? No, no. No, they go in and they look around and they're hungry. Then they ask if, you know. Oh, uh, no, you finished off all the salsa. <laughs> oh, right, yes, the salsa. <laughs> So, yeah, the leader comes back in and makes that noise that you just heard. Uh, they open the other cell. Oh, yes. The other one. And oh, drag yes. my namesake out. 
They drag poor Deputy Nick out and strip all his clothes off. And Kurt Russell's screaming, and he's trying to push against the bars. He's got his hands on him. He's like, come on, Chickaree, let's get the fuck out of here. We're going to do this. And they fucking hit it with the tomahawk and cut his fucking fingers off. His fingers? I thought he just, like, cut his hand. I couldn't tell. No, because no. he had his hands wrapped around. He lost, like, three fingers. That's well, crazy. At least the, the tips. Yeah, they cut Savages. from, like, the first knuckle here. They, they cut. It's a one-knuckler. Come on, old man. Yeah. We got to break through here. Come on. Yeah, so they're push, trying to push her, trying to push her. Get out of these bars. Oh, God. Punch. Come on. Harder. Oh, old man. Harder, old man. Oh, oh, there you go, those fingers right there. Yeah, like the tips his, of his like ring and pinky completely gone. Right the fuck off. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, so Tie it off. He sits right back. So Nick, Nick, here, right. so Nick, <laughs> Nick's like as he's being stripped and and manhandled by these troglodytes, is trying to talk to the sheriffs. Like, you're right about that drifter. He killed people. Uh, he desecrated the burial ground of these things. Uh, and that led to them coming, coming there to get him. And and anyway, so the whole thing that we're laying down is because David Arquette was fucking at the burial ground. They followed him as he made his way after Buddy got dismembered. They followed David Arquette to get that other asshole who was in our burial ground all the way to Bright Hope where he ended up. And they kidnapped the horses because they didn't want people to be able to follow him. Right. And they got the guy they wanted. And obviously the two witnesses that happened to be there had to get them, but and brought him back. And all would have been well. Uh, minus horses and Samantha and Debbie and Nick and all that. But would it like all because of fucking David Arquette? God, God damn, damn fucking David Arquette. They were like, You're in our fucking burial circle, you son of a bitch. You fucked it up! You fucked it up! You fucked it up! Is trying to do there. You fucked but, it yeah, up. So all of this was because they followed him because he fucked up their burial circle. All Arquette's fault, which is probably why they ate him first, I'm sure. So whole goddamn thing. Fucking goddamn David Arquette, motherfucker. So then as he's talking, they scalp him as he's alive and talking. Yeah. And you see it. The camera does not cut away in this time. You watch the entire scalp get peeled off of his head. Yep. You what do they the do with skin it? Skin tearing and then they shove it oh. into his mouth. And then put a bone in and fucking hammer the bone Damn. with the scalp into his fucking mouth. Fucking savages. God, it's I mean, how could it get any worse than this? That right there is the sound of him trying to scream through his own scalp. Yes, yeah. that sentence makes sense. Scream through his own scalp. That's where that idiom comes from, by the That's way. That's where the idiom comes from. <laughs> Had me screaming through I my mean, scalp. Oh, it's awful. So then they pick this poor guy up by the feet. And then what happens? And they hold him, one guy on each foot, right? right There are two guys holding him up. One's holding up each leg, and the third guy has a titular bone tomahawk. That's the name of the movie. And how about, hey, uh, you're the one that keeps track of our nut trauma. This this takes all the the awards. They're holding him up, legs, legs, legs up and splayed. If there are awards for nut trauma in a movie... This takes the cake. Yeah. 
The third guy comes in with that tomahawk and just hacks Ooh. down. <laughs> Not once. It was three times. Oh, we heard it was three times. Oh, yeah. you were on the third. And then they just and then continue they just ripping him apart. Pull him in half. Like yeah. a fucking wishbone, dude. So they hack through dick and balls first. Get through the pelvis. Three Ooh. giant hacks, and then they just fucking wishbone a human being. I wonder who, who <sighs> got the larger end. <laughs> and he was who like, got their wish? Yeah. He was like, oh, that means I get to fuck your wife for Christmas. But really, it sounded like... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is way beyond that trauma. I mean, God. So there is a bit of a... I think... I don't know if the viewers pass out you know, the people in the cells, the sheriff and all them, whatever, there's a, there's a bit of a cut. And then it's, you see one of them walking around with like a chunk of leg in his hand. He's just chewing on it. Like, like a turkey leg at like the Renaissance Festival. Just walking around monitoring shit. Uh, so he, he walks down. There's a little like fucking tunnel that goes out the back of the cave or deeper into the mm-hmm. mountain through the back of the cave. Right. So they're talking to the Samantha. She's like, all right, so here's where we are. What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. And she's like, well, at least Arthur's still at home. No. Well, no. He came with us. Why? Well, he was really persistent. And she has this great, this is like fucking top 10 lines. This is why frontier life is so difficult. Not because of the Indians or the elements, but because of the idiots. <laughs> and you are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Chickory, what, doesn't he chime in? Oh, we left him a path. And she's like, you left them a path? You left a path? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then we're trying to figure out how many. She goes, all right, at least 12 males, 12 plus males. Two pregnant females who are blind cripples, she says. We're like, all right. We, that, we find out more. We find out later. But at first, she's like, okay, Blind, crippled females. Weird. So, there were 12 males. We know that two, for sure, were shot down in earlier. Mm-hmm. So, we know two were done. So, now we're down to 10 plus, maybe. We don't know. Uh, and it's like, okay, so we got this flask with opium in it. How many of them can we poison with that? He's he's scheming. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's going. He's trying. He's trying. So, then it cuts to Arthur. He's, he's waking up. shaking it off. (laughs) Going to move along. I mean, he's tripping. He's falling all over the place. He's like opium hangover, fucking twice or thrice, thrice now, broken leg. And uh, he's like, he's hobbling. At one point, he's like, stops mid-step and just leans on his crutch and falls asleep. Starts to fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. And then you hear that noise and he snaps back awake. Like, fucking, okay, oh, shit, that's right. That's right, dangerous people are about. And he goes, like, behind these bushes? He drops down, I think, yeah. at that point, he, right? he drops, and there's, like, a a stone outcropping kind of thing with some with some bushes on it. So he, like, crawls behind the bushes up against the stones. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a little shelf kind of thing mm-hmm. that he hides behind the bushes in the shelf thing, puts a hat over his face, and he tries to get some sleep. Still needs some sleep, right? So now we're back in the cave. Uh, Troglodyte, Chicory has the flask out. Troglodyte takes it and drinks some. Kind of looks at it weird. Passes it around to the other trogs. 
troglodyte. Sorry, that's their word. Can't say trogs. Trogas. I think that's <laughs> Although that was Trogas. a that was a sixties band, the Trogs. The Trogs. The Trogs. Oh. Okay. I had two G's. Uh, I think they did Wild Thing. Maybe look. I think Trogs did Wild Thing. Uh, so yeah, they're 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 like they're spilling quite a bit of it, but they're passing it around and drinking it, and finally they get tired of it, throw it in the fire and walk off. And Samantha's like, well. First one, first one's going to die quick. Second one's going to feel really shitty and die. Third one's probably going to survive. Wild thing. By the trogs. Trogs, wild thing. Nice. You make I still my got, I still got okay. it. I still got it. So you Ar- make it. <laughs> <laughs> so now they've got Arthur will have to face seven at least. Yeah, at least seven. At least seven. If so, not more. If not more, we don't know. Well, At least. Th- well, dude, we just don't, we don't know. There's seven of these guys. <laughs> you think the carpet pissers? You think the carpet pissers are seven guys? You think there are seven carpet pissers? Well, dude, we just don't know. Uh, so, speaking of, you're in the unique position <laughs> to either confirm or deny. Uh, so they find him. They do find Arthur, and they fire an arrow, which which misses and hits the rock next to him. But that wakes him up, and he shoots, and he gets one of them. Right, gets one of them, the other one runs off. Well, yeah, like, I think he clips it. Like, it gets hit a bit, it seems like. Uh, but it tries to fire again, and he just shoots. Second shot breaks the bow, so now it can't fire. Third shot goes goes stray, and he's trying to reload. And and the one, well, now it doesn't have a now it doesn't have a bow anymore. So it gets out its titular bone tomahawk, and he's trying to reload and comes, his like, revolver through the bush that he's hiding behind. As he's reloading, he gets at least one bullet in and comes up and fucking shoots the dude right as it gets close to him. Whew. It's a close in. That was close. And then Six it did have ago. a little bit of uh, suspense because then. Immediately after that, he goes to like try and finish loading it just in case there's more. Yeah. But he never looks up that whole time. So, you know, from the viewer perspective, you're like, fuck, he's going to get done and then, you know, going to get cut down or something. Yeah. So it's like, look up, look up. Either there wasn't a third or maybe you didn't get the, you know, yeah. Yeah. Just that chance, you know, and that that suspense. Yeah. You're right. I thought it was good. It is good. That's like somehow this guy, I, I don't know, as a first time out, he does great fucking work as a director. He's got some great, great shots. He sets up a lot of things like that. He's like, oh, fuck, fuck, but, but. Uh, so he goes up to the, the guys that he just killed. And he sees the thing in their throat, which Bruder was noticing before he got tomahawked. And cuts open the throat of the thing so he can dig this, this fucking thing out and kind of like shakes it whatever wipes it on his sort of little and stuffs it in his pocket like doesn't even know what it is but gonna hang on to that souvenir at the least and it's it's this weird little like plastic wing looking thing it it reminded me of like modified you know those plastic vampire teeth that you'd get like halloween it sort of reminded me of that yeah i'm flatter yeah but but yeah definitely as that same kind of thing but like surgically somehow implanted into a throat. Yeah. Um, so he he keeps hobbling along and he comes across their gear that they dropped right before that little passage where all the shit went south. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, fuck. I mean, if all their bags are here, some, something went wrong. I'm not going through that passage. He's smart enough to think, 
I'm taking the back way. Gonna go around. So he hops up over this fucking side because it was like a little trench. It's like a little canyon. They were walking through. So he climbs up the side and he's gonna go around. And I don't know why or how it comes into his head, how he even knows that you can blow through this thing. He does. He takes it it out of his pocket and the first time it doesn't work. Chris Pratt That's him putting in the mouth. Nope, Ugh. nothing. A bunch of blood comes flying out. He has out to of spit it. his mouth clean. Ugh. And here we go. And immediately, one of them comes running around the corner. Whammo! Whammy! <laughs> Whammy! I just love you so much, Ron. <laughs> We should be friends. We should get an apartment together. Whammy! So, yeah, he figured out to blow into the thing and it makes a noise. And he and he gets that. So now he's taking out three. Right? He's on a roll. He is. He's doing good. But as he starts hobbling past it, he sees the chest is still moving a bit. So, first rule of zombie land. Double tap. Double tap. Or is that second rule? First rule is cardio, right? I don't know all the rules. We'll get there. We'll get there in like 10 years. But Zombie Land definitely is in the rewatch. But one of the rules is double tap. So he has to double tap this fucking thing. All right. So he comes across the burial circle. Right? He's like crawling along. Talking and to God. He's too. like up on the hill. And I have a note about this. He looks up at the sky and goes, You, see this? you yeah. seeing this? And I'm like, It's God. Of course he's he's the all-seeing, all-knowing, all-creating being of the universe. Is he only following around Arthur O'Malley or what the fuck ever? He's like, oh, shit, I had no idea that was going on over this hill. Thank that was you. in my blind spot. Thank you, Arthur, for cresting this hill to show me. Like, I mean, and I get it. He's just trying to keep sanity and expressing his own wonder. But it's just like, are you seeing this? Yeah, motherfucker. I created the people who created it. I, I know. I know. Yeah, that's how he talks to his friend. Jesus is his friend. You, you see, Jesus you, is a friend of mine. <laughs> Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend, a friend in Jesus. <laughs> Jesus oh, is a friend of mine. I love that mine. video because the guitarist is like the tiniest guy and his suit is way too big. He, and he has that fucking Les Paul, which is a heavy guitar. He should not be holding it. And his legs are all splayed. He just looks all awkward. Trying to play Jesus is a friend of mine. It's so great. If you ever check out the Jesus is a friend of mine video, look at the guitars. He's he's so out of place. Everything everything's wrong about him. Jesus is a friend of mine. I'm a friend of Jesus. All right, all right. So all yes, right, right, yes, right. God has seen the burial fucking circle. All right. So now we we cut back to the cave. We're back in the cave. Cut back in the cave. Iron Man cave. The Iron Man cave. And, uh, yeah, like, so they're just sitting in their cells. It was like, she says they brought her a bit of bird. Yeah. And he's Why like, you eat that have, bird? You, have you eaten anything they've given you? She's like, well, a little. And he's like, well, you know. Fucking eat that it's shit. Been, it's been quite a few days. You, you need sustenance. You need sustenance. You need to eat. And she's like, well, they wouldn't want us getting lean. So she's like starving herself because if she's too lean, obviously they're not going to want to eat her. That's her survival strategy. Um, they happen to love lean meat because, you know, these are not normal people. Yeah, humans may, but not these animals. Not these animals. No, they want some fatty fucking meat. 
No, they want lean. That's why they they cut, want to chew that's on. That's why they it. cut through Nick Dick first, oh, and man. they went straight at his hindquarters and his legs, and with that thick fucking meaty shit. That's good. That's good food right there. I mean, you and Dahmer. I wouldn't want to know who the person is, but I I would I would let try it. You guys would try some human meat, right? Yes, I mean, looking at me all weird, but you would try it if you had. I mean, all right. So there's one. There's one day. One day I I traipsed across the border into Tijuana. Mm, You definitely had human meat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there were a lot of cab drivers like, "Hey, you want to go downtown? You want to go downtown?" I was like, "Nope, no, no." But I just hung out like right at the border, and you just walk along, and there's all these stands. It's like dollar Coronas, dollar street tacos, shots of absinthe. Hey, and you just walk around. You get to buy all the little trinkets and all the shit. And it's like, uh, dollar tacos. Yeah, thank you. And so then I've been talking to guys at work, and they're like, "Oh wait, do you want like right at the border?" Yeah, you ate dog. I'm like, (laughs) then it's fucking delicious. I don't care. (laughs) Apparently, dog's delicious. Like I cannot confirm nor deny that I ate dog, but if I did, then it's fucking delicious. Did you see any dogs running around? No. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> which is the problem. So I'm saying, point of that story is, if I traipsed across the border into some other, and I was like, hey, dollar tacos, yum, 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 yum. And then afterwards, it'd be like, that was human. Well, then I guess I had eaten human. Like, I wouldn't do it. We have it with some fava beans. And a nice Chianti. Ran out of candy. All right, so I don't know. You know, yeah, who knows? But uh, to quote Eddie Izzard, cannibals do say that human tastes of chicken. Really? Apparently, we taste like chicken. Hey, you bread anything, fry it up, and call it chicken. I'll probably eat it. All right. So you'll you'll never know. Like before he got caught, people just said, "Hey, that Dahmer guy makes some damn good chicken." Dahmer's chicken legs, two piece Tuesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah who knows I don't know troglodytes know they do know I've heard this <laughs> I heard How this from, spell it? from this movie T-R-O-G-L-O-D-Y-T-E I think you're right troglodyte troglodyte maybe a Y D-Y-T-E D-Y D-Y-T- the dite is a D-Y-T-E. Take Maybe it an easy S with that slur, bro. And S, dite, S all S the it, dites out there are not going to like it. S at the end if there are multiples. Ah. Yeah. Go all ahead. Right, so they're sitting in a cell in a cave of cannibals, and fucking Chicory starts talking about this flea circus. Nadine and I went to this flea circus, and she said it was all mechanical parts and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, God, dude, shut the fuck up. Up. Why I believed are you it was real. Dude, I, yeah, they said it was all fake. I believe it was real. And Samantha from the other cells, like, oh, that was the Sandersons because she remembers when they came through Bright Point. A lot of flea circuses are fake, but the the Sandersons use real fleas. And Shakespeare's like, I knew it. I knew it. So I knew it. And he was just all pleased. And she looks at Kurt Russell and like even winks a bit. It's like, yeah, thanks for not knowing how to, like, all you had to do was go, yup. And chicory's good. Like, how are you not doing your bare minimum as a friend? Just humor fuck? him. Yeah. So there's a screeching again. Oh, that fucking Ooh. screeching. Ooh. 
and the trogs drag in the body of one of their own. Mother troggers. Oh, now they're pissed. They well, they're, they they poisoned them earlier with the mm-hmm. the opium. That's right. So now they got a dead body, and they're bringing it in, and they they open a cell. They start to open Kurt Russell's cell, and Kurt Russell comes charging out, fucking football style, like motherfuckers. I'm coming out, making my break. And uh, the uh, another one because he charges at one guy, and the second guy just fucking clocks him. Over clocks there. him, and he's out. Knocks him out. He. Fuck a pat, and they close the cell back up so old man Chicory can't come bum rushing him too. <laughs> and now, oh fucking they cut! They him. do Kurt Russell dirty. They oh. do. They do my boy Kurt dirty, so dirty right here. They first off, they start by standing on his neck. They just straight up foot on the neck, and then they fucking hack his side open so he's bleeding right out from under the ribs. They grab the flask out of the burning embers of the remains of the fire and. St- Duff it into the opening they just made in his side. Hey, that'll stop the bleeding. I guess it cauterizes itself. (laughs) It's like getting hit with a lightsaber. I'll make sure. Sheriff, I'll make sure you're (laughs) revenge. Yeah, you do that, you crazy flea circus motherfucker. Please avenge me. So, yeah, they stuff it into his open abdomen. And then they shoot his arm. Or they, the gun goes off and it hits him in the arm. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. Look at the gun. What is this? And they point it at him again and pull the trigger, but it's not doing anything. They don't understand how to cock the, yeah. the oh, shotgun. Or the rifle. This is a rifle, right? Not a shotgun. Rifle. Yeah, all like, dumb imbecile doesn't know how to reload. Doesn't know how to reload. Dumb imbecile. And so dumb they imbecile. hear the howling coming from the back of the cave, and they hear gunshots deeper down mm-hmm. into the cave. And he's like... Tossing around this rifle, and at some point his hand happens to move the lever back and forth, and it cocks, and he's like, "Oh, what's that?" And then, boom, it goes off in his hands. He's like, "Oh, this is my this boom is stick, boom stick." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's uh, I every every Southerner with a fucking Second Amendment love because <laughs> he just needs his boomstick so bad. Uh, no, but. The gunshot's going off, and Kurt Russell tries to struggle, and he figures out he recocks and aims straight down and fucking blasts him again in the abdomen. Well, I think one of the... Yep, shoots him in the gut. I think prior to this, before he figured out to reload, I think he was going to shoot him in the dick. Yeah, Yeah, so we were going to have some more nut trauma. He he did. He had it, and he didn't point it at, he had it pushed into. Yeah. And was going, and there's like, click, 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 click. Hmm. So now, once he figured out, he shot him in the gut again. Um, So (laughs) he takes a foot off of the neck, finally, and he's going to go explore. Like, what is happening in the back of my Mm -hmm. cave? What is going on? And Kurt Russell has enough with him. He gets one of the tomahawks that was dropped and swings over and cuts the fucking front half of the foot off. Locks the foot, making the gun go off again, right? No, that's... Uh, oh, that was before? No, he... Well, you hear the gunshot, um, but that's right after he cut his foot. He cut the fucking foot. He's like standing around like, ah, oh, fuck, and then you hear a gunshot, and then you see at the door. Oh, that's right, that's right. He cuts foot, and the gun was Arthur coming in from the back. Arthur coming in the back. Luke who came giggity, crawling back. Giggity, coming in the back. <laughs> uh, so Arthur crawls in, shoots him. Kurt's struggling up, spitting out blood, but... Has enough in him to fucking decapitate this motherfucker. Dude, it was pretty gnarly. 
just and again, we're not cutting away anymore. You are seeing literally all Crack. of this shit happen. All of this gruesome shit. Took him three hits to clean, uh, knock it clean off. Yeah, he hacks at it. That third one fucking takes it off, though. And you see every fucking bit of it. It's pretty gnarly. So now they're like, okay, so there are three more. We're down to three that we know of. Uh, Bruder, well, yeah, he's gone. You gonna make it, Sheriff? No. Closer. You positive? I am. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, look at me. Come on. How... What do you mean am I going to fucking make it? Come on. I would have bled out just from my finger getting cut off alone because there's no, like, that would have killed him because there's no way to stop it. Well, they tied a tourniquet. Did they tie a tourniquet? I thought they just put something over his fingers. No, I saw him. But then the flask and the open abdominal wound and the gunshot wound to the other. Yeah, you're dead. You're, You're not getting out of this. You're definitely not. So, uh... They get the people out of the cell, you know, Arthur and his wife kiss. Oh, my God, so happy to see you. We get Chicory out. Thank God Chicory made it. And they're like, what can we do for you, Sheriff? He's like, just give me that repeater, which is a name of a gun, apparently. Well, it's like a, a gun it's that a, can re- just reload without... Well, or you can load multiple bullets into it, so you can just got to... I shoot, thought he was talking about a six-shooter, because that's a rat's a repeater, but it does more than six, so... I think they but call that a, a six-shooter. The, the gun, the, the rifle he has, you can put multiple bullets in, right. and each time you put the little finger guard part down, it puts a new one in. Right. So early chambering systems, I guess, and that's why it's called a repeater. But they leave him with a repeater, and they take off down the back way. But I do love this line. He has a real sweet line. Yeah. When he's talking that was to, a good line. It, it's, it is. It's really emotional. He's like, you say goodbye to my wife, I'll say hello to yours. It is. That's well done. Like, yeah. God, even after all of that vomitous, <laughs> gruesome shit, you're just like, oh, <laughs> still get the feels, still get the feels. So as they head out, they go, they go down the back way and you go past the females and you get to see what she meant by the pregnant, crippled females. Yeah. So here's what they do to the women of this tribe. They cut off their arms and legs. And shove rods and in shove their eyes. I assume bones or something yeah, into their eyes. They're just fucking stakes sticking out of their eyes, and they're just laying there pregnant. You are, you can't see. You can't. I, were their mouths sewn shut? Probably, but all oh, then they couldn't eat. I guess, but like you're just you're just there for us to impregnate. It's fucking that's gross. It. It's awful. It's absolutely disgusting. And they run past it, and they just look at it and go uh, and run on like. <laughs> Take her out of her misery, but then you kill the baby. But do we want that baby? Do we need more troglodytes? I don't like what. Ah, we're just going to keep running. They just keep running. Um, so as they walk off, he try, this is a funny thing. Patrick Wilson tries to kiss his wife. And she's like, yeah, I would love a proper kiss, but you've been putting that fucking thing in your mouth. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no. And so all he does is he gets his canteen and like pours it over his mouth a bit. And she's like, yeah, OK, no big deal. We haven't learned about dentistry and germs and, uh, you know, brushing your teeth, maybe some mouthwash, anything. No, just run some water. Okay, now I'll kiss your throat horn. The water from the stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? And so then they make out. And uh, you hear 
gunshots in the distance back towards the caveway. So whether Sheriff took all of them out or not, he at least went out fighting. And then that's the end of the movie. That's it. That is how Not too this shabby. fucking bloodbath ends. Now, let, let's talk about the ending for a minute. Because I, I got beef with the ending, and I think you might be talking okay. the same thing. It's a five-day journey on horseback. All right, now they're leaving the cave. It's a five-day journey back. They're not on horses. They're already fucking wounded. They've got no water. They're dead, right? You so, would think, yeah. I mean, that that's the ending I got from that. So you think that they get away, but you give it a little more thought. It's like, nope, they all died. The only one who's not wounded is the wife who's been starving herself the yeah. whole time. So Probably still dehydrated. Right, so she's not any better than yeah, the they're not. Yeah, they're not making it. They're all dead. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> uh my thing is, that as the credits start, music starts. And I was like, was there ever any music throughout this whole movie? I don't think there was Ooh. ever, ever. Because Craig, S. Craig Zoller, since he used to be a yeah, drummer, he, he was any. a drummer. Strickland never played him. <clears throat> I think he, he like hit some things as he was waking up and getting around. But uh, the director was in a band... And this this song that plays at the credits is that his band? He no, it's not oh. his, it's not his <laughs> band. But he, him, and another guy like he co-wrote it with a guy because he, he was a drummer for a like a super heavy metal band. So this is definitely not his band. But I'm like, okay, so he's a Clint Eastwood. He writes, directs, and writes fucking music for. But this is the there's only one song listed on the soundtrack section of IMDb, and then I was like. Maybe was there? Do you guys recall at any point there being nope. any music, Mm-mm. even like a flute or something in the background as they're crossing the desert or any fucking thing? No, looking back, nothing. no, nothing. So you don't get anything until the credits, and then the song starts. That is also co-written by the director, and that's crazy because you don't notice. You don't notice that there's no music in this movie. You don't notice if there is. I don't even remember. I think this is the fifth fifth time I've seen this. I don't know, fourth, fifth. And I can't tell you. But I think this I'm is the only sure. instrument we hear. Do you hear that? This one's a gust. That's a real musical the, gust. The real musical gust. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Like, no clear idea. This might be a movie completely devoid of background music of any kind. Didn't need it, you know. It's eighteen ninety. It really doesn't. It's and and it adds to it because there are so many scenes that are so tense without any like you don't want some big score. Anything you know? It this uh, this you, movie reminded me a lot of it was like a western style of The Hills Have Eyes. Yes, it is. And Just it, with that gruesome, this outcast society, cannibals. Absolutely. It's very much Western horror, which yeah. I think is a very niche market. It's an underdone market, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, maybe we need to... I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. The, the music thing still gets me. I don't think there is any, but the fact that you do not notice at any point the lack of music throughout this entire movie. So somebody 
some of the listeners out there, maybe someone, maybe someone's listening to this and has not watched it yet. I don't. Let us know if there's music in this. Otherwise, it's just this one song at the credits written by the director. So, other than that, let's go around the horn. Our thoughts, thoughts, <clears throat> los, los, thoughts. I thought the movie was pretty cool. I liked it. I didn't hate it. I, I one part I didn't like is that it's too long. I think two hours is, is a little long. too long, but it could be worse. Uh, I like the story. I didn't yeah, like it wasn't the bone. Twenty forty nine long. It, it's definitely not that, but. <laughs> I tell you that when you, the the bone tomahawk does, is not going to get me to watch a movie, like I would think that this should be called something that involves the, this kidnapping or even just the name of the the troglodytes. Maybe that would have been a troglodytes, the troglodytes or something. <laughs> but then you'd be expecting like a Tremors type of movie. Like that's what I would think if I saw the troglodytes. I'd be yeah. expecting like a B movie Tremors. Type or maybe of thing. like the Savages or something. I don't know. Yeah, but the, a Savages already existed. There's already a movie, Savages. Title taken. Savages, Savages. Savages? Savages, yeah, like Savage <laughs> Savages. Savage Savages. Yeah? Savage Savages. Savage so, Savages. Savage so your savages. only beef is really is with the title. Eh, wrong, run time, but... Run time is not that bad. I mean, it's okay. No, but it, it goes along. Like, you don't... You don't feel the runtime like you did on 2049. You don't feel... It is, it is a bit long, but you don't feel it. Like, you're not like... Jesus fucking Christ. And the splitting. I mean, and that, the splitting. That, that is freaking when gnarly. When you felt half and half about... Fucking gnar, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was gnarly. So... I'll give it a... Uh, not a solid, but uh, definitely rewatchable. Rewatchable. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when I sat down to watch it and I saw the runtime, two hours, 12 minutes, I, I cursed your name a little bit. I was like, damn you, Damn you, Ryder! Like, I would love... Here, I'm going to say this here now. Text me. Whenever you sit down to watch a movie, it doesn't matter. Just out of the blue, just be, damn you, Nick. That's all I need. Just to tell Oh, you want to know. I want to know. Okay, that's and then fine. Don't, don't tell me the why, <laughs> whether it's runtime or the movie sucks or whatever. I don't care. Just damn you, Nick. That's all I need. Just I want to know when you guys are cursing my name <laughs> because of movie. That's all it. Right. All right. So I'll, I'll do, do that. Deal. I'll do that. Um, <laughs> Please, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a long movie. Um not near as long as the 2049, but it does it does flow through. Like I stopped it at what I thought was halfway through, and uh, it was closer to three quarters. So it does flow flow pretty pretty well. Um, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. There was a little bit of um, I guess comic relief, a little, mm-hmm. little bit of humor by Chicory, which you guys talk shit about. I really enjoyed Chicory. I like well, his yeah. character. Chicory was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean he was he's an idiot, but I enjoyed it and. You know, I was able to relate to the uh, the injury. <laughs> yeah. So this this movie really hit home. Uh, yeah, I, I would rewatch this. Rewatchable. Yeah. All right. It's good. Uh, yeah. So like it starts off gruesome and crazy, <laughs> and then it lulls as they travel across the plains, and then ends super crazy. But even that lull, like it's not usually. I don't know. There are things where movies just stall you're like this movie came to a dead stop for a while it doesn't really ever do that like it does keep moving you know they they have their two night we get two camp nights and there are what with 15 20 minutes apart you know like it 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 does push stuff along and a lot of it is because of chicory and his his comic relief like the conversations he's having which seem nonsensical and you're like why in the fuck are you talking about this stupid shit but I, I kind of lends to it, but it it just gives you it it gives you a a, 
a way to relate, I guess, to the travelers. But I don't know. I I bought this on a whim, as I said, from the five dollar Walmart bin, and uh, have seen it four or five times now. And I definitely would put this on rewatch. Like nice. Uh, we'll go Bohemian Rhapsody situational, situational. Like I'm not just gonna be like, hey, let's throw on Bone Tomahawk, like I would with Bloodsport or something. But yeah, if 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 it's if it's coming up, I would rewatch it again for sure. It's it's not a casual rewatch because it's disturbing as fuck, but rewatchable for sure. So that's a three out of three. All right, three out of three. Applause button. Yay. There it is. If you like what you heard, you can rate and review us wherever you find us. Speaking of finding us, find us on Twitter at rewatch underscore the or email us at the rewatch party at gmail.com. Join us next week as we discuss what I think apparently is Los's favorite movie ever, Boondock Saints. <laughs> Until then, I'm Nick with Los and Brandon. And thanks for rewatching. Thank you for your service. the streets of Boston. This was no gangland assassination. It was way too sloppy. Something went wrong here. An FBI agent is on a case. All the low lowlifes in the quiet city of Boston start dropping dead, and you think it's unrelated. They're all bad guys. Now they're all dead bad guys. The victims are the mob. What we have here, gentlemen, is the beginning the first international mob war. And the hitmen think they're on a mission from God. Anybody you think is evil, don't you think that's a little weird, a little psycho? Sort of like 7-Eleven. We're not always doing business, but we're always open. That is nice and close. <laughs> it was two shooters. Bang, freaking fantastic. This guy's very sharp. He hasn't figured us out yet, he will. All we know is what we found out from the neighbors. And the general consensus is, they're angels. Amen. In a place where the violent have the power. Destroy all that which is evil, so that which is good may flourish. One lawman doesn't know whether to catch the killers. I believe what they do is necessary. Or join them. All the things I wish I could do, these guys are doing. With every breath, we shall hunt them down. It's dead. We will spill their blood. There was a 